on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, it's just me and Chad, Chad and I. Joe's not here. His air conditioning is still broken, and he's only got one room in his house that's even livable, so he didn't want to have Bree have to sit there and listen to him record a podcast for a few hours tonight, which is completely understandable. Um, So it's just Chad and I. We're going to go over our retro beer ratings from Rebellion 2000, UK show. Um, You know, it's an Attitude Era United Kingdom show. It's uh, not good at all. But the weekly wrestling this week, my God. SmackDown, Raw, Dynamite, Collision, they were all at least watchable, if not really good shows. And then there was NXT, which we will get to. Um, I have some things to say about NXT when we get to it. Uh, and then a little bit of news at the beginning, just, just a wee bit, just, just a wee bit. I also, uh, have been drinking for quite a while, so I'm significantly intoxicated tonight. There's that as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT wrestle pod, Chad, you ready to go? Yeah. Oh, let's go. Welcome to episode 113 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I'm Dylan. I'm joined by Chad. Just Chad. No Joe. Hello. Explain that. Explain that in the intro. Um, we were going to start with the news, but Chad told me in between the intro and me saying all these things right now, he has a question. So uh Earlier today, I'm still catching up from uh, when I was dead for that long period of time. Y'all couldn't hologram me. Um, I was watching some uh, pay-per-views that I missed. I was okay. watching the last pay-per-view I'm missing from uh, a company called Ring of Honor, uh, which has a show this weekend. Uh, yes. Uh, in order to be able to watch that one, I wanted to be able to watch the last one. So, I What was the last one called? Supercard of Honor. I don't think I watched it. Did yeah, it have a did it have the last um sorry did it have the ladder match for the vacant tag titles the reach for the sky ladder match yes I did not watch that show okay. and I highly well, doubt Joe this, did this question might fall on uh, deaf ears then because uh you want to hear about the grossest injury I've ever watched in my entire life in a wrestling match I remember hearing about something around that time. Oh my God! Who was it? Dante Martin. Yep, broke his leg. Yep, clean. Yep, in this it was match, disgusting. it was a disgusting. It was like a Canadian I destroyer. Seeing, I remember seeing the on, clips. off of a top rope ladder, like vertical, 
onto four tables that were set up in a stack. And when yep. he lands, his leg goes underneath them and it completely breaks. Yep. Uh, and it's like 180 degrees behind. And I'm just watching this pay-per-view and definitely the grossest thing I've ever seen in it's a wrestling so match. It's so bad. It's so bad. I would not recommend. And it's it sucks because that is such an amazing match on either side of it. It stole the show on this card. I wouldn't say stole the show. I think stealing the show is like a match that you aren't expecting to be the one of the best matches. And like stealing the show has to exceed expectations. Oh, this exceeded my expectations. That's how good this ladder match was. Okay. This okay. This card had four good matches on it because the Samojo Mark Briscoe match was very good. The uh ladder match was really good. Uh the main event between uh claudio and eddie kingston was really good and then uh the opening match was el hijo de vikingo versus commander oh the mega championship and that i shit remember was... i remember being excited. oh my god i remember like really wanting to watch that show and then like when it came down to it it's wrestlemania weekend or it was on WrestleMania weekend. And then I looked at it, it's $40. And I was just like, I don't want to. I thought spend... about just cash apping you so that we could put it on your account. Uh, but I just bought my account because it was like first thing in the morning. This morning, I didn't want to like text you and wait for you to respond. Yeah. Well, so if you want to watch it, I can. Uh... Yeah, I might ask for the the login information. I actually have a lot of free time on my hands this weekend. So that might be something that I do with my free time, but I don't know yet. I will keep you posted. Um, boy, yeah, I remember the Dante Martin injury. I remember seeing it on Twitter. Oh yeah, it was. Don't go rewatch that. It most gruesome thing the, I ever watched in wrestling. The thing, the the only thing that I remember that it reminded me of was: Do you remember what's Ray Phoenix's injury when he got choke slammed through a table from Luchasaurus and his arm like bent behind him. Yeah. This was grosser than that. Oh, I know. I remember grosser, that one but, too. Like, that's the only thing I can like compare it to that I can remember. Cause like, this one, that one. Yeah. You knew it was bad. Uh, cause it like bent backwards, but this one, he like pulls up his leg and his foot's 180 degrees the wrong way. And yeah. you know, it's just a clean break immediately. Yeah. And it's it, terrible. Oh, terrible i can't that's why watch. i haven't watched him since i came back from uh, i can't watch that stuff i can't watch stuff like that i a lot of people are sickos and they like watching those kinds of videos i fucking hate them hate them with a passion like leg breaks and stuff like that oh i can't do it i can't do it um yeah, my wife's the same way this one i didn't want to like she wouldn't watch it when i was like oh you should see this this is insane yeah, uh, and then I remember it was the the entry spot, and I was like, "Oh, don't watch, don't watch." And afterwards, I was like, "No, you really don't want to. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody." Because <laughs> when I said like, "You should watch, you watch," they were like on top of the ladder, and there's like tables there, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be sick." Oh wait, no, I think I know what's about to happen. Don't watch that. It's rough. Anyways, speaking of injuries, um, one of the things in the news this week was uh Bailey injured her knee at a house show. Uh, I think she's okay. She tweeted out that she's okay, uh, but she, they had to like, they threw the X if, up on her. They, they they threw the X up. I don't know if they stopped the match completely. Uh, it was a tag team match. Um, 
honestly don't remember who kicked her. It was her and uh, Charlotte against Oscar and Bianca. No, Oscar her and Oscar her. over Charlotte no. and Bianca. I'm pretty sure. No. no, it was it was Bailey and Charlotte. It was Bailey and Charlotte because Char- I remember watching the video. Charlotte came in afterwards and started beating up Oscar because Oscar's the one that kicked her, um, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Isn't Oscar yeah, what a, a weird heel? Yeah. Charlotte is trying to be a face. I, I don't know. Anyways, apparently she's okay. Um, so maybe we'll see something about that. That, that. that was that's been between last week's SmackDown and right now, which is Thursday. Um, so maybe we'll see something tomorrow on Friday on SmackDown. And if she's at the show, she's probably good. She tweeted out that she's fine, like I said. So um I saw some backstage stuff that said that if she can't go and she's out of time, she's going to miss any time. The company is considering rewriting EO Sky's money in the bank cash in plans. Ooh. Because she has to be there for what they're going to do right now to work, right? This whole like rumored uh, her failed cash in because of Bailey thing. Well, that was zero news though. No, I've heard it way more. Really? Yeah, I've been seeing it everywhere on the internet like the the comicbook.com article i read about bailey's injury even mentioned that the rumor was that the failed cash-in was a bailey cost have you heard anything about the men's cash-in other than the zero news thing which we don't really take i read one thing that said it was at SummerSlam. well that's what he said that's what zero news said um it was gonna be a successful cash-in at SummerSlam. yeah I just didn't know if you had heard anything else yet because we can talk about it later, but I'm starting to think more and more that that's true. And no, I'm it, going it totally I'm makes going sense. to give you some props later in the show. Don't don't forget to don't forget to have me give you some props regarding the judgment. Oh, I will never forget that. <laughs> I will I'm about, I'm going to give you mad respect later. Um anyways. Other WWE news, there's rumors of Pat McAfee returning soon. I don't know any of the other details about that, but that's very exciting. Um, and then the other stuff has like to do with permanently or uh, probably just for until Mania or something. I don't know. I don't know the details. He can't possibly do it during football season. That's the thing. It doesn't make that that because he his contract with um, college game ESPN. days for a few years, right? Oh yeah. no, he he did like his. Pat McAfee show is like with ESPN now. ESPN, like fully. Yeah. Yeah. He's not returning soon. Okay. So that's probably fake as fuck. And maybe was... he does like a one off for SummerSlam and Survivor Series or something. Yeah. That's, that's maybe... possible. I would I'd like that. I, w- I, would, I would, like would love to see anytime that. Anytime he comes back, it would be nice. I got to be honest. SummerSlam, I am really looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Very <laughs> much looking forward to. Um, the other two pieces of news or bigger pieces of news. It's AEW news. Um, we'll start with uh, the collision talent meeting. Um, it was apparently led by CM Punk. Uh, Fightful broke this news. It's it, it, it's apparently just a, a lot of it revolves around collision. I, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I, I just kind of like separating itself from dynamite, making sure that it's yeah. a different show. Yeah. So my, I guess my question to you is like, what does collision need to do to separate itself from dynamite in your eyes? So well, the, the vibe I've gotten so far from the two shows uh, has been that 
they try and promote different storylines on each show. And it felt like the Owen Hart Cup and the Blind Eliminator Tournament were on different shows for a reason. You know, one's on uh, Collision, one's on Dynamite. We're pushing the Blind Eliminator on Dynamite. We're pushing the Owen Hart Cup stuff on Collision. I mean, they're kind of getting their own storylines. Also, them just running three tournaments simultaneously is just insane. I don't know how we haven't discussed that yet, but just the fact that they were able to pull that off, I guess it's just a little they bit have, crazy. You know, Dynamite and Rampage and Collision. So they have they have the, they have it the same it. amount of TV time as Raw and SmackDown kit. I mean, you know. They they're an hour short. If you if you just say dynamite and collision, no, because Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown are that's five total rampages hours. That, yeah, and Rampage is an hour. And they put storylines on Rampage. Okay. They're getting five hours of TV time right now. Oh, I thought you were saying they don't have an, as much time as Raw and SmackDown. They have exactly the same amount of time as Raw and If SmackDown you count right Rampage, now. yeah, that's just, that is very true. Which I'm excited for Rampage tomorrow. Royal Rampage is tomorrow. I, is that the battle royal for a TNT title shot that they discussed last At night? At all out, I think. Not all oh. in. I think it's all out. I don't the know winner why, gets the I don't title know shot at all out. Why they would announce anything for all out before all in? Yeah, but I don't know. That's just me. Um. So yeah, my thing, and uh, I don't know. I, I I don't really know what they can do to separate themselves. The only, uh, the only thing I can draw like a straight line over to is WWE, obviously, because they're the only other company that's got you know two different shows, two different quote unquote brands. You've got to do something like the original brand split where Raw was very storyline-based, big names, yada, 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 uh, drama. And SmackDown was the wrestling show, you know? Uh, I don't think AEW needs to take it to that level, but if that's the difference you want to draw between the two shows, I would definitely be okay with that. And I think we saw that this week. Collision had... Both of the finals and also that two out of three falls tag title match. Oh my! I mean God, that match. You thought the last time Bullet Club Gold faced off against FTR was awesome. Holy shit! Uh, I think the the main thing for me on this is as long as they continue to build different stuff and not kind of blend the two, it will get confusing for me if we start blending the storylines between the two as to which one I need to watch and which one I did watch and X well, Y Z. But they it's are very clear that. right now. It's it's very clear right now what I'm watching because like for the most part, the big stuff stuck to one or the other. And I if, think what I read was CM Punk wants it that way. And CM Punk's yeah. like trying to be the locker room leader. He's trying to own collision and kind of like it's his thing. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that. No. As much as I don't really like CM Punk anymore, like I don't hate that. And I kind of respect it. But I you say how much they're trying to keep the two shows separate, but like also FTR was on Dynamite this week. And there's a big, you know, blind eliminator tournament. And, you know, the finals of it are on Rampage next week. So there's that. So, like, you're talking about champions, though. We always talked about if they did this, they were going to try and do, like, a brand split where champions were on one. That is on both shows. And I think we're kind of getting that right now where there are certain people I expect to see on Collision. There's certain people I expect to see on Dynamite. I don't expect to see Miro on Wednesday. I don't expect to see CM Punk on Wednesday. I expect to see those guys on Saturdays. I don't expect to see the elite on Saturdays. I don't expect to see the BBC no. on Saturdays. I don't expect to see nope. the jazz on Saturdays or the Don. Well, that one, family. I don't think we're going to see on anything uh, here soon, but I have a take on that. That Ooh, we'll get to. Wait. Um, 
All right. So more to come from that in the in the coming weeks. Uh, the next thing, the AEW banned moves list. A lot of people were up in arms about this, uh, which people clearly <laughs> read the headline like I normally do. But I went in. I read the shit. So the things that are banned. Um, These are banned, not restricted, right? Yeah, there's there's things that are banned and then there's things that are restricted and you need to get approval from a coach. Um, or the producer see. of the match. Yes. Unprotected chair shots to the head. Banned. Okay. Shots to the back of the head. Banned. Buckle mm-hmm. bombs. Blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle. So yeah, like a buckle uh, that, bomb. That one, yeah, that one has been causing a lot of issues in every company. Yeah, yeah. They they, uh, they banned it for in WWE for a while. Fencing responses, which is unnatural position of the arms following a concussion, i.e., Tua uh, versus the Jets last year. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> seizure cells. So Danielson. Yeah. Uh, spitting, bleeding in the crowd. That makes sense. Weapons or projectiles in the crowd. That makes sense. Uh, taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd or physical contact with the crowd also makes sense. I thought they should have done this a long time ago. I, I've so, been so I've he, been critical of them in the past as far as like how if you remember the barricade before, and I don't remember if it's still like this or not, but like their barricade used to just be the guardrail like it was in the WWF in the nine, mid 90s. Yeah, there are and, times when it still is the barricade would just like they would throw someone in the barricade and it would slide and hit the people in the front row. And it's like, that's probably cool for a 90% of wrestling fans, but the 10% that it's like, they paid a lot of money to, to get those front row tickets. I'm sure they don't want your blood, your sweat, your tears, your Your throwing your spit, your, you know, (laughs) taking a drink of tequila and dumping it on your child. (laughs) yada 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 allegedly you know we don't actually know if that was tequila or not but i think it's a good move as far as the things that they banned other than the buckle bomb doesn't really make any sense to me i feel like that's kind of safe if you execute it in the way that it should be executed where the you you know you they're the bottom of their shoulders or like the middle of their back makes contact with the top turnbuckle and not their head not their neck yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I don't know. Because the, the young bucks do that. So originally I looked at it and was like really upset, but I only read the restricted list. And I was like, this stuff on the restricted list makes AEW what I love. But things that are banned, they make complete sense with what you texted me the other day. This yeah. I think this is coming from Warner Brothers. It could be. And that was totally it what you is. said. And it, it makes sense that they are trying to eliminate the few things that are like definitely going to get them a black eye if a major company starts like backing them like like Peacock does WWE. Peacock yeah. promotes WWE more than any stream like sh- streaming service promotes any sporting event. Yeah, by far. So it's here. If you, if you just watch Peacock, you get WWE commercials. Yeah. And it's awesome. So like I love seeing they it want to do that. I think I, I like to put myself in the position of like, oh, I'm like. What if I was what if I was not a wrestling fan? Like I'm thinking of the times when between 2007 and 2015 when I was not watching wrestling and how much wrestling propaganda commercials whatever I saw. It was next to nothing. And now with streaming around, 
if WWE wasn't a thing or like didn't have the Peacock deal and they were still, you know, doing pay-per-views or just still had the network, yada, whatever, like I would probably still have Peacock and I would see those ads all that like I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of like a non-wrestling fan. These people see a lot of wrestling commercials, propaganda, whatever you want to say. The it wrestling is in a boom period. It has yeah, to. Yeah, that goes along along with the report this week that uh, WWE made the most uh, merchandise sales in its company history this past quarter. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I just want, like, I'm excited for my son. I'm excited that there's potential for any number of my friends that aren't you and Joe, uh, or Andy or CJ to start watching wrestling. Like I want more friends to watch wrestling. Like it's just fun. It's so much fun. It's entertainment. If, if, if you're going to come into it with the typical, like the people our age, like oh this shit's fake i don't want to watch it it's like just just sit there and try to be entertained for a couple hours that's what they're doing yeah. just do that and it if you look at it from that light like look at it like it's i've always tried to explain it to people before that like since i've started watching again like it is my days of our lives old women love days of our lives they watch it all the time but that's scripted too Guess what? Every TV show you watch is scripted. Guess what? Wrestling is scripted. Sorry. It's not fake. It's scripted. You try to fall off of a 20-foot ladder and do whatever and tell me it's fake. That's that's what that's what my argument will be to you. It's I'm going on a tangent here, mostly because I'm drunk and I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm rambling. Big, big uh high horse you got there. Yeah, I'm on a high horse. I just want people to watch wrestling. Anyways, All right. the AEW banned moves list. Um, the restricted moves. Spots and bumps on the apron and outside. I don't know about that. Uh, table, ladder, chair, spots in and out of the ring. Uh, don't know about that either. Any elevated spots outside of the barricades? Sure. Pile driver tombstone variations? Sure. Uh, High risk dives or top rope moves? which is 450, 630, double moonsaults, shooting star press, etc. Intentional bleeding of any sorts. This is just stuff they have to get approved by a producer or coach. Yeah, and like this week was a great litmus test for it with Blood and Guts. Yeah, they I, did I, all of this during Blood and Guts. Yeah, so I, uh, there's, okay. I'll, I'll, I have an opinion on Blood and Guts, but I'll wait till then. But for the most part, I think we passed the litmus test that the restricted moves are just going to be sure that they'll be done smartly see, because I we did a I, lot of stuff in the blood and guts. See, I don't think we did. I don't think we passed the litmus test. I need to see a match between like a high level feud between people that aren't John Moxley's group and the EVPs before oh, I oh, pass saying- judgment. Okay, so you're not saying because they were willing to do things. Do you think they did do things, but do you think they only got away with doing things because they're John Moxley and the EVPs? Because, well, I, I don't, I wouldn't say got away with it, but I think it easily got approved because of who they are. Yeah, I need to see a high profile blood feud between. Uh, I'm trying to think. You know what, MJF and Adam Cole. When Let that them happens. do some uh, apron spots and some table moves and like, uh, I it's. 
it's not like it's not going to be like like if when if and when that eventually blows up they are high profile enough but also not like day one biggest signee ever like moxley is and jericho is and they're also not evps or like with the evps where if they do some crazy shit in the ring and you know they're able to blade or get a bunch of shit approved then then i will say that the band moves thing and the restricted moves has passed the litmus test because i didn't see anything in the matches outside of blood and guts this week on dynamite that made me think that they passed the litmus test of you were saying. the band moves restricted moves is a good thing no i'm uh that makes sense to me i i thought there was definitely some stuff in blood and guts that was shocking to me still so i didn't really uh do anything think of anything of the restricted moves list being a negative thing during it but i i do agree that you're looking at like the company safe bets in that yeah. match so yeah so that's, I that's did, where I uh, stand. Go ahead. I did remember a piece of news that Ooh. I forgot to mention when we started. Good, because uh, I was about to get the, the retro beer ratings. Yeah, I wanted to make sure we didn't jump this one because it's uh, it was really exciting for me to hear this rumor this week. It's just a rumor. It's not hard. It's not confirmed. Um, but I heard it from like a, mon- a bunch of different sources on Twitter that WWE is considering and is in talks with Impact Wrestling for an NXT Impact co-show. What? Uh in 2024 i did not see anything about that did not hear anything about that that wwe is in consideration and is willing to even drop top tier talent down to the show to be involved kind of like a forbidden door thing but with impact and wwe i think the article i said was that they expect it to be centered mostly around nxt being involved but yeah Impact that's kind of shitty and, for impact but like at the same time that's really good for impact yeah no i mean yes it's bad because it's like developmental in wwe but like you bring a couple top stars down just a couple not too many you bring like judgment aj day. styles onto it you bring judgment day into it and then oh you can that too like sell, i'm sure sell some storylines i'm sure some people that used to be in impact slash tna would yeah. love to do it like that forbidden door type yes. of styles. Um, Bobby Roode styles Bobby Roode. the L. L well, the, uh, Bobby Roode is like super, super injured. <laughs> yeah, he may never come back. Um, but just like people like that, you know? But like, I'm not if saying they're going to do that, they need to, like, NXT, they need to provide the top tier NXT talent. Oh, yeah. It has to be Carmelo Hayes and Baron Corbin, not like uh, Carmelo Hayes, Baron Corbin, Tyler Bate, Ilya Dragunov um yeah the creeds if they're sticking around uh tiffany honestly tiffany's been really good in the ring yeah, dude that's actually the first person i thought of is like a, a women versus woman tiffany versus like, diana imagine... perrazzo or who did diana yes, just or lose jordan to? grace um who did she just jordan lose to? grace she just lost to uh um trinity uh, that's trinity. not happening that's not happening trinity would never think... i don't think you don't, trinity you don't think she show. would do the show if she's the impact knockouts champion yeah, I don't think she would. Uh, I think that's how negative her exit from WWE was. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But like, imagine Deanna Perrazzo or Deanna uh, Perrazzo versus Tiffany Stratton. That's a banger. Tiffany of a match. Or uh, who was the other one? I just Deanna, Jordan Grace Deanna versus, versus Roxanne. Didn't they do that? Yeah, they did that. Weren't they friends? Uh, Deanna took the Ring of Honor title off of Roxanne, like before she left for NXT, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
because Ring of Honor Women's Champion when the company shit. went under was Roxanne, and then Roxanne signed with NXT, so she lost it to the first her first defense after the company went under, which was Deanna Perrazzo, who at the time was the the triple champ. She was the knockouts, and she was the Reina Duranis. And oh yeah, she was like double, triple champ. Yeah, I me- I remember. That's that's exciting. I hope that happens. I need WWE to be open to that kind of stuff. And if if AEW is going to do stuff with New Japan and WWE is going to do stuff with Impact, it's the only thing. The, there's nothing bad that could come out of that. There's only good that could come out of it and it's for the business of the professional wrestling business like yeah that's talent will get over from doing that no matter what yeah like people want to see forbidden door shit so like imagine like wesley versus dominic mysterio (laughs) the rascals like the the other who's someone else in the rascals i don't remember their name trey miguel trey miguel and uh Zachary Wentz are the two right now. Um, who are the Bullet Club? Which guys? is Nash Carter. The the, pull, the Bullet Club guys versus um, oh ABC, Austin A and Chris Bay. Bay is Bay, dude. Yeah, they uh they also just lost their titles. I think uh, Slammiversary was like mostly just people losing titles. I'm just trying to think. Oh, like... on the same note, did you see that Nick Aldis might be coming to WWE and Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, I think more likely for Pillman, definitely. Um, well, I heard that there's a lot of interest from WWE for Nick Aldis on a producing role, not on a wrestling. That's role. yeah, I it's 37, I think. I don't like that. I would rather him just go to the main roster, wrestle for five or six years, and then go to the producing role. He's still 37, it's the same age as yeah, he, he, fucking, he, he's, he's younger, too. he's younger than half of the fucking roster. And he's the same age as the world heavyweight champion or and or universal champion. I don't whichever one of them is thirty seven. Probably Rollins. No, I I agree. I I want to see wherever Nick Aldis goes. I want to watch him wrestle. I'm a I'm an Aldis fan. Yeah, he's good. All right, we need to get into these retro beer ratings. We've been recording <laughs> here for quite some time. We need to kind of jet through all this stuff. Let's start with signs, Chad, for Rebellion two thousand from. The United Kingdom. What do you got? I got so many signs. I only have six. I had ten. Okay. There were a lot of good signs. It's just a lot of them I had seen before. So I don't like to write down repeat signs. Um, all right. My favorite sign was a sign that said dyslexia six thirteen. <laughs> yeah. We that was yep. That's that's one that we've seen before. So I didn't write that one down, but I do love that one. Uh, that was just like straight across from the hard cam. Um, can I do two signs and they're both about Rikishi? Yep. Ooh, um, there was a lot of Rikishi. Uh, one of them just said Rikishi ate all the pies. <laughs> oh, and the other I one said that one. The other one said Rikishi American fat ass, but it was PH. <laughs> I saw one that was like a drawing of an ass and it just said Rikishi on it. And the whole sign <laughs> just looked like an ass picture. Did you, was your son watching? And he was like, uh, no, he, missed, he missed this match. He Big missed butt. this one. Now I got to remember to watch the, the Hell in a Cell with him this week. Oh, dude, it's going to be so good. We have Armageddon next week. Oh, can't wait. Uh, I got two uh, on the opposite of the hard cam sign that I that are just obscure and I really like, but I'm okay. going to do them together. One said, the poor bastard behind me can't see. 
which <laughs> I think we've seen something along those lines before. And I always yeah, love it's like those. it's always like the guy behind me can't see. I love that one. That used to be in the w- the old WWE video games. Like I think yeah, here, I did. <laughs> here here comes the pain. And I always used to like create a wrestler, and that would be one of his signs. Like you could like customize the signs, and it would either yep. be like, oh yeah, one of my signs could be like, wine me, dine me, six one nine me, or it could be, um, the guy behind me can't see, and I would always choose that one because <laughs> it was just ironically like yeah. unironically funny. The other one that was right there was a guy that said with a sign that said, "I like grapes." I did not see that one. I like grapes. Like, me too man i like totals um like how about totals. how about this other one that said china i'm pregnant yeah i wrote that one down <laughs> not far from the china i'm pregnant sign with the guy that said kurt's a sausage jockey it's true i did not see that one that's a good one no i was really looking for signs on these ones yeah i wasn't looking too hard um the other one I, i've got three more um, one of them has to do well. One of them was along the same lines of Rikishi ate all the pies, and it just says pie eater, which reminded me of the Rock's promos about eating pie and breaking the Undertaker's oh, yeah. character. Um, if you've ever seen those videos, if you haven't, definitely yep. go watch them because it's funny. But the other one that was like right near there, I'm pretty sure. I think it was right near there. It just said big dick and then down arrow, and yeah. I. I think that guy's that guy might have been might have been lying. Maybe he's just uh maybe he's like Big Bill and we call him uh Dick because it's his oh, name and his uh, name is he's just big. <laughs> you know why we call him Big Dick because he's big and his name is Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taz. <laughs> Speaking of Taz, Taz did commentate for this show. Yeah, um, which I wanted to get into later, but two maybe three pay-per-views ago retro pay-per-views ago jr absolutely despised taz yeah so i wonder him like the most negative thing ever when he was wrestling <laughs> like what the like where is the continuity here and then i was like oh yeah it's the wwf <laughs> i i had a big problem with taz being on commentary but then at the same time i have a lot of taz quotes throughout the show because he was definitely trying to replace jerry lawler as that person um which i I mean we probably should have let him do because you know yeah i mean probably um your turn go ahead i think Uh, the only other the only other one i wrote more down but the only other one i want to talk about was uh bring back the mountie uh oh i wrote this down because the mountie they were in the uk yep and That's if weird. you don't know who the Mountie is, Mounties he are was Canadian, one of the Quebecers. They? Yep. They were uh, the Mountie originally was part of the Quebecers known as Jacques Rougeau. Um, they yeah. were a tag team in That's the weird mid to early 1990s, like, oh, like 93, 94, yeah. 95 time frame. Yeah, I'm, I remember um, I was totally born and was totally Jacques Rougeau was an intercontinental champion at one point even. Um <laughs> But do you do you know who the partner of Jacques Rougeau was in the Quebecers? Um, I'm gonna remember when, like, I'm gonna know who it is when you say it. But no, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was Pierre Ouellette. Never mind. Now known as PCO. Really? Yeah, the Quebecers were Jacques Rougeau, who became the Mountie, and Pierre Ouellette, who uh, eventually became 
the French Canadian Frankenstein, the isn't Marie uh, isn't, Creation One. Isn't Maurice's maiden name Oulette? Are they related? I don't know. And don't be all. Is this he guy won the Mountie back? And I think he is, picked the wrong <laughs> Quebecer. Is he is he her dad? <laughs> I can Google that, but I no, he's not. definitely not. I, I don't think they're even close to the, the the like age range that would be appropriate for that. Um, if anything, it would be brother and sister, uh, which I also highly doubt. I did not know PCO has been wrestling that long. That's crazy. PCO. What did he uh, do recently? In 1987. What did he do recently that was like insane? He had a show. match with uh, Steve Macklin on Under Siege, which apparently was amazing. I haven't caught up to that. I just watched the one right before that. Okay, uh, that's the he next did, one I have to watch. He but apparently did some. Apparently crazy he got like shit. staple gunned, mouth shut. In that's the match. what it was. That's what it was. Oh yeah, yeah, that's insane. Um, my last sign was a sign that just said "Fighting Cock." Oh yeah, I, I don't remember one. where it was. Kind of funny, but do you have do you have any more? Uh. They had some really aggressively mean signs that I uh like really violent signs. I saw one that was like "Please die," and another said oh. "Die, Rocky, die." And oh. I was like, "Oh my god, they're trying that's to some kill like 1996 or seven bullshit when Rock was hated very much." That's yeah, interesting. Really didn't like the Rock. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's get into the matches. Um. The first thing that happened on the show was Mick Foley and Deborah showing up, though. Um. I did really like Mick Foley's Triple H impression. I don't know if you saw this or if oh, you yeah. remember. That it. was really good. He did the he like where a big nose. He did the like where like he puts his his fist on his forehead and then his elbow is like the tip of the Triple H's nose. <laughs> Triple H has a big nose, and then he did the like we're gonna uh, we're gonna do this uh, sort of thing that impression that pe- like people used to do to make fun of Triple H. Um, but the biggest news out of this was the they made they did some like an announcement for the uh, fatal four way match uh, in the main event. And I don't know if you knew about this, Chad, but they announced during this before the first match came on that the fatal four way match main event between Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, The Rock and Rikishi was going to be no disqualification, no countouts, which is crazy. Isn't that what every fatal four way match oh, is? No, uh, Chad. Sorry, I'm not trying to ruin it here, but I'm pretty clearly, sure that's the rules of a fatal four way, Michael. Clearly, Chad doesn't know the rules to a fatal four way. No, you have to announce ahead of time if it's going to be no DQ. Kurt Angle was at a big disadvantage. It was unnecessary to say that. How do you get disqualified from a fatal four way match? Is it just a triple threat match normally if you get disqualified? I just I wanted to point it out because I fucking hated it. <laughs> it was so okay, dumb. I'm not the only one. So dumb. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into the first match. Uh, Tids and Ass versus Edge and Christian versus the Dudley Boys. Uh, and then my first note for this match was, who were the faces? Because everyone got cheered. Which was crazy because TNA yeah. was in the match. Well, I mean, they got cheered because Trish Stratus. Uh, <laughs> this is my first quote of the night. <laughs> okay. I wonder if it's the same quote you have. Um, I don't I don't have one for this match, actually. Um. Oh, I see why. Or, no, Taz said... We're starting the show out with a bang. Uh, and JR, of all people, said, yeah, with Trish Stratish out there, it's practically like a double bang. 
did not it's hear like, that. Oh my god, man! <laughs> one, of, one of my only notes for this was that my son. We so typically like we put my son down between like I don't know seven and eight o'clock somewhere in that in that time range, um, and I was going to watch this as soon as he went down for for the night, and you know most of the times he sleeps through the night but at when i was watching rebellion 2000 it sounded like he really also wanted to watch it because he was we put him down and we we turned the monitor on and he was screaming bloody murder so i did not really hear and <laughs> i didn't get to pay much attention to this match quite honestly i think i got solid beer ratings um which i think we confirmed a few days ago after you finished yep. watching it um but yeah, I didn't hear any of the quotes because he really also wanted to watch Rebellion 2000. Um, this yeah, this was a table match, uh, an elimination think... tag team tables match. Yeah, a triple threat elimination tag team tables match. Yeah, um, but it wasn't a real triple threat match because only two nope. teams, only two people were in the ring at a time. Um, I will say. We are finally starting to get to the point in the Attitude Era where the crowd, when when Bubba Ray tells Devon to get the tables, we're finally starting to get to the point where the crowd also is telling Devon to get the tables, which I'm very excited for. Very no, excited yeah, the, for. We have hit the 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 high point of the Dudleys, I think, at this point. We are we are riding. No, I don't I don't think we're there. The, we are getting to the peak of the Dudleys. Like WrestleMania 17 is the peak of. The WWF of all time. Which one's that? What year is that? Is that the one we're about that's to watch? The, that's the next Mania. Oh my god! We're it's weeks arguably the best WrestleMania ever. Until yeah, I, uh, the one, I recently, until the one next year that we go to. <laughs> I uh, I decided against the eight thousand dollar ticket package, and I'm just going to try and book single events in a hotel on my own. But it's a ballsy move. I mean, we should try and package as much as we can together. I know that your yeah. wife is also going to attend, but at the same time, if we all shared <laughs> one hotel room and slept together, I don't mind cuddling up with Joe. Joe's not here to say that he does mind, so I'm sure he doesn't mind. Well, this is for our anniversary, so I think we're oh, going to get our own hotel spending room your anniversary. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what, what year? Uh, this will be, what is it, 2024 next year? Nine yeah. years. Nine years? Nine years. Nine years. I'm just gonna look something up real quick. What am I supposed to do at nine years? Yeah, I don't know. We don't do those. Yo, you know, Leslie and I follow them pretty pretty well. Traditional. Oh, here we go. Traditional nine year gift. Uh, Pottery and Willow. Oh, Willow Nightingale Nights. <laughs> I don't know what Willow is. What is Willow? I I don't know either. You're you're going to watch WrestleMania though, instead of giving your wife pottery and willow. I just want to say that. You're a bad husband. Uh yeah. I maybe. maybe. She's okay. <laughs> Anyways, um the ending of this uh tables match was pretty dumb. Uh Christian saved Edge from going through a table, and then the Dudleys were just like, Okay, we'll just put you through the table. And then they 3D'd Christian through the table. This was after TNA got eliminated. Uh, and the Dudleys win because it was a tables match and it got a beer and a half. Beer and um, a half. Then Ivory versus Lita for the women's championship, I think. Uh, this is the rematch from yep. Survivor Series. 
and I have a Taz quote. Taz said, "Oh, Taz said about ivory." He said, "Uh, he said I want to know what's under those high water pants." Yeah, he talked a lot about her <laughs> underwear on this show. Later on the show, there's a backstage segment where we found her in a dressing room when he was very uh, infatuated with commenting about her granny panties. Yeah, it was. Taz it was had weird. a uh, underwear obsession. Yeah, with uh, I did. Ivory. I did. Uh, I did have a hot take about this match, and I wanted to see what your opinion was on it. But could this have been Ivory versus Lita at, at uh, Rebellion 2000? And Survivor Series 2000 might give it a run for its money. But was this possibly, and this isn't saying much, the best women's match in WWF history to that point? Yeah, No, I uh, I wrote a similar note down. This was actually not bad. Yeah. And I thought the same thing about the one at the last pay-per-view, that there was actual wrestling going on. So I think these are like the first great wrestling women's matches in this company. I think, I mean... I wrote that before they're I saw great, the end. but they're like significantly better than normal. You know, I wrote that before I saw the end of the match, which saw Steven Richards uh, helping Ivory to win. And I think the last pay-per-view, it was a clean pin. Um, so I think Survivor Series was probably better. Um, this match wasn't bad. No, I thought Lita did some good stuff here. And I really Ivory enjoyed... and Lita were good wrestlers here at, at this time. Yeah, no, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like they are doing actual wrestling, which I mean, I'm all for it. I, I'm, I am too. I got really no negatives to say here. It was it was shorter than I wanted to. Uh, my only other note was Ivory kept trying to do chops, and uh, no one heard him. There was I'd no like, hearing these chops. I'd like to chop Lita softly. Ooh. Well, softly. Wow. Oh, uh, this got a beer. Um, then we'll move on to Perry Saturn versus Steve Blackman. And my first note was, boy, this should be good. Um, <laughs> These are two people I don't care about. Pretty much. Uh, was this for a title? Hardcore. This is a hardcore match for the hardcore title. Yeah. Um, there were some good unprotected cookie sheet shots, but that was it. Blackman won it, the match. Dude, Perry Saturn kept stopping the hardcore match to do real wrestling, and no one wanted that in 2000. No, like fuck you, Perry Saturn. I don't want you. To, I don't want to do suplexes. I want you to see hit that match. guy with a kendo stick. I want to like, see I you want, try and end his life, but not really. I want you to come out with a mannequin head and beat the other guy up with it. Yeah, put someone through a table. Instead, I got some unprotected cookie sheet shots, some actual attempts at wrestling, and then the Escrima sticks that I fucking hate so much. <laughs> Every time, every time Blackman brings them out, I just laugh. It's a crapshoot of how many drinks it is, by the way. Like it's, it really it's is. A, <laughs> it's, it's like a, last take night. Your best guess. It's like last night. Oh, yeah. I always just try to overestimate them. Like last night on Dynamite during Blood and Guts, it's like the fork. Oh yeah, the, I, think... I don't know how many times that someone got hit with a fork, but it was probably seven. Oh, and that time right there, that was probably five. I don't know. I'll just tally up seven and then five it's it's tough it's tough um this match got a two and a quarter beers i almost said a beer um and then william regal versus crash holly regal uh you know european title on the line regal uh mixed reaction for him yeah he kind of talks shit about sheffield uh, england which is actually where he's from no he's from blackpool oh yeah he's from blackpool which is why he's talking shit on sheffield that makes sense ding dong 
but the uh, crowd hated William Regal, and he's from he's from England, but they yeah. they despised him. I have a note here that says, "Ask Joe's opinion of Molly Holly with pigtails." Chad, would you like to put your mind in the <laughs> or body in the mind, in the of, mind Joe? of Joe? Uh, what would Joe I'm think about he would say, Molly Holly with pigtails? I'm assuming he would say sup. Okay. All he right. seemed sup on the last one, so I don't think it changes because she puts a couple uh, rubber bands up there. You know what I'm saying? I thought pigtails were like. I got to be honest. When I was like, when I was a little kid, and girls would come to school, I, I, I mean, not in like a sexual way, but I was like, you're pretty. The girls that would show up with pigtails, I really like that. And then growing up, you know, I found out pigtails is like, oh, that's what you want. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on from that comment. Uh, Crash Holly versus William Regal. Uh, this had a weird ending, did it not? Uh, um, let's see. Really... I, my, my last two notes were, so Regal won, but Holly's foot was on the rope. Match restarted and Crash wins oh, yeah. the title. Yeah, which was bad. Yeah, Molly Holly, like, behind the ref's back, like, I think she did a top rope drop kick or something like that to regal and then crash uh pinned him and won the title so yeah, like i immediately i, I had no idea that crash holly ever won the european title but i also didn't realize they restarted the match because the referee was still talking to the the ref the to the like like the matchmaker people you know the timekeeper and the ring announcer and never yeah. really did they say oh the match has restarted and then he's just pinning him again well tony chimmel started to announce it but then by the time he was done announcing it the match was the mat the restarted match was over yeah so i didn't count molly was, uh, holly confusing. i didn't count molly holly as interference because the match technically was over and hadn't restarted yet oh uh, that's probably why we got a bit of a different i did count molly holly interference well either way got a beer and a quarter um, then we'll move on to mixed tag action, China and Billy Gunn versus Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko. And we finally got the video package as far as why Chiny and Chiny, China and <laughs> <laughs> that's their couple name. Why China and Eddie Guerrero broke up. He said Chiny. It's because uh, Eddie Guerrero was in the shower with two other women. <laughs> which is a video I've seen a hundred times. I was waiting for this moment for them to show that. I've seen that clip before. Oh, yeah. Where'd you see that? I don't know. Like watching old wrestling stuff. Mm. Okay. If you say so. Not in a sexual or like pornography way. I've seen that clip <laughs> in WWE before. And I was like, wow, this is the thing they're talking about. Okay. I, I, I wrote a note. This... I wrote a note that's uh, a quote from you, Chad, during this match. Quote from me. Yeah. It says, wow, China's so hot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's one of the few notes I have. Um, other than the Taz quotes. Uh, let's see. Taz said, Did you see where China's thumb was? I didn't. <laughs> oh and that was God. China did a military press to Eddie yeah. Guerrero, and her thumb, like you couldn't like it, it was just the announcers just playing on it, but Taz being like, Did you see where her thumb went? I didn't see where her thumb went. And it's just like they were trying to play up that her thumb went in his asshole. And then he also said uh, later in the match, China's got some phenomenal biscuits. So so Taz is trying to now um, take over Jerry Lawler's spot and 
not say puppies, but instead now we're saying biscuits, unless he's talking about her butt. I don't know. I did not. What part of the body is the biscuits? I uh, the only other Guessing. time I can the only other time I can remember biscuits being referenced in any sort of wrestling was when uh there was some girl. It might have been the Ronda Rousey Alexa Bliss feud when Ronda Rousey someone called Alexa Bliss once upon a time biscuit butt. That's the only thing I think of. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that. No, I don't remember that at all. That's the most obscure um, thing in the world. I can't believe you remember that. I remember lots of things about Alexa Bliss. By the way, she's having a girl. Congratulations. Yay. Um, I did see that, but yeah. Let's see. China and Billy Gunn won the match, though. I don't know if you have any other notes about the match, uh, but I got a beer. Do not. Yeah. All right. Um, then the next match was Chris Jericho versus Kane. But before that match happened, they cut to, um, some British colleague in the crowd. (laughs) I don't know if you remember this part of the show, but it was some dude, some, some British correspondent with WWF. And he was, he, he got, he got to like three random fans in the stands and was like, what do you think about WWF rebellion? And then they would just go on to speak absolute nonsense. And they were speaking the English language, and I could not understand a fucking word that they said. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember about this is that I didn't write anything down because I was like, I didn't really catch any of this. My son was yelling <laughs> at this point, and I heard him ask questions, and then I got nothing after that. So thank God for 1776. <laughs> That's all I have to say. If I had to sound like that every day. Um, anyways, Chris Jericho versus Kane was the next match. And my first note was, yay, a Kane match. Hey, actually, it was I, so good. I have a question for you because uh, they announced a stipulation for the match earlier the night. Or at least I thought there they was. did. They said that Chris Jericho versus Kane was one fall to a finish. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like on the, I, uh, <laughs> the video package, too. It was like above their names instead of just saying like normal match singles match it said one fall to a finish Uh, the whole night up until this point i was like what the fuck is one fall to a finish and then i watched this match and i was like that was just a regular fucking match (laughs) (laughs) what's the point that's how bad this pay-per-view was (laughs) these these old uk pay-per-views are so bad yeah oh my god um let's see Oh, here's another Taz quote. Um, it's it's just Taz trying to be the new Jerry Lawler. There was a point where Kane got on the top rope, uh, presumably to do his top rope uh, jumping clothesline thing, and Jericho hit the rope, so Kane fell on his nuts. And Taz goes, "Oh, he just dropped him on his crispies." What the hell are these words? Biscuits so he, and crispies. Why does everything got to be food related? He's just trying to make up words to sound cool. Jerry Lawler uses like southern references for things. I usually yeah. get everything Jerry Lawler says. I don't get anything that Taz is saying here. Well, he's from Brooklyn. Rice Krispies. Uh, I don't know. I spelled Krispies with a C, so probably not. I think Rice Krispies starts with a K. Uh, well, Rice has a C, you know. That's true. Anyways, Kane wins with a choke slam. Jericho attacks him post match. I'm really excited to see more of this feud. Uh, I got a beer. Um, yeah, it was let's bad. see. Next was a backstage segment between Lita and Trish. Um, Lita, Lita was just up. pouring herself a beer, you know. Yeah, then... Lita, Lita beat up Trish. Uh, Trish got her shirt ripped off. That was cool. 
And then uh, that was where we saw Ivory changing in the women's locker room. And JR goes, look at those bloomers. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they quickly maneuver this entire backstage segment to just the two of them talking about Ivory's underwear. Yeah. It was uh, actually a good backstage segment. They were hitting pretty rough. And uh, it was stiff. Yeah. Locker room. It was stiff. And, then, and uh, it had Chad pretty stiff, too. I mean, Lita was there. Um, so yeah, that got three quarters of a beer of a backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had ourselves a tag team title match between the champions, right to censor and the Hardy boys. Yep. Um, uh, what did you think of this match? Because I have a take. It wasn't the worst thing on the card and it wasn't the best thing on the card. I have almost no notes about it though. Did you think that Jeff was drunk? Oh no, I didn't know. I think at one point I thought he got hurt, like he got hit in the head, and I thought he was actually hurt. Okay, because there was a point where like he like it seemed it, it it was almost like he drunkenly stumbled out of the ring, which could be a concussion, sure, <laughs> but it, it was very, very much seemed like he just drunkenly stumbled out of the ring, and I didn't even see a tag to Matt, but then they just all of a sudden like. They were counting it as if Matt was the legal competitor. Um, but it's probably about the same time I thought that there was some kind of a head injury there. Yeah. Uh, right to censor retains because Val Venus interferes. Uh, he hits a money shot behind Teddy Long's back and it got a beer and a half. Don't know if you had anything else about this one. Uh, it was more entertaining than the next match, which was the Undertaker versus Chris Benoit. Uh, Oh boy. Which started out very entertaining because there was a backstage segment where all of the radicals uh, attacked the Undertaker, uh, followed shortly by three consecutive playings of the Undertaker's theme music <laughs> before he came out. I just kept hearing, You done it now. You're going to make, make a big mistake. mistake. And then it would run walking. It would do it again, and then he wouldn't come out. And then he would do it again. And then he did come out, and I was and like, "Chris oh Benoit God. was just like Tony Chimmel, just call it a forfeit." And at right at the time, Tony Chimmel was about, "Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this match, you've done it now. You've gone and made a bit for the third fucking time." Then Undertaker finally moseys on out to the ring, uh, presumably in his snakeskin pants. I actually don't remember if he was wearing snakes. They weren't. Pants. They were just jeans this time. Okay. Either way, I barely paid attention to this match because of the, the whole beginning of it. I was just like, why am I supposed to care about this? I was so mad. Um, Taker won this match with a roll-up. Actually, I have a note. <laughs> I have two notes. Um, you'll you'll appreciate this. I said I barely paid attention to this match, and then my next note was was spelling paid for the last note and almost spelled it P A Y E D. <laughs> I almost uh. like as I was watching this match, I was like, I was like, all right, I need to type out a note that I barely paid attention to this match. P A Oh shit, how do a P A I D. Okay, sweet. <laughs> uh, but it got a beer. Um, and then we get to the yeah, main event. All that stuff. Main event. Um, I have one note before we start about the with the main event, which was the fatal four way, no disqualification, no count match. <laughs> we have to say that it was Kurt Angle versus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Rikishi, 
and I did some research, Chad. Um, do you remember the match at Survivor Series between Kurt Angle and The Undertaker when uh, fake Kurt Angle almost got pinned? Yeah. That was his real-life brother. Huh. We, I, I was listening back to last week's show, and we were like, um, yeah. I asked Joe, I was like, was that guy of any significance? And I ended up looking it up after I listened to that, listened back to that. It was his real-life brother. I already forget his name. I didn't write it down. Uh, let me say, uh, let's say it was Bert Angle. Bert Angle? I was thinking Dirt Angle. <laughs> I think his name is actually David, but I don't know. Um, anyways, the four-way match was good, but it was very short. Um, crowd was really was good. David, Johnny, Mark, or, An- or Eric? He's four brothers. Oh, oh, it was Eric. Eric Angle was a former professional wrestler. Yep. It was Eric. I think it was Eric. I don't know. You have to look up Survivor Series 2000, not look up what you're, whatever you're looking up. Um, no, it, Eric Engels for Wikipedia page tells you that his first appearance in WWF was Survivor Series, uh, okay. playing the should have been his brother, switching to spot. Um, I like the four way. You texted me about it. You had watched it before me. You said it was really short. It should have been longer. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, it was like a nine sprint. minutes. It was a sprint of a match. I enjoyed it. It was probably the best match on the card. 100%. No the highest, the highest rated beer rating match of the card with three and a quarter, which is insane. But like, I enjoyed the match. I just, I do wish it was longer. That's what she said. Um, Whoa. I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, uh, Rock and Austin worked together during this match, which is crazy considering you know what happens in three and a half months wrestlemania yeah, this 17. is like a the start of a like a i think the start of the rivalry begins with them like here like coexisting and like well being... literally in in their time a week later is the six-man armageddon hell in a cell match yeah and as far as i can remember nothing crazy comes out of that as far as stone cold and the rock rivalry goes also, neither of them leave with the title. So, you know, spoiler alert for everybody, but The Rock eventually has to win this title off of Kurt Angle. Um, and the Austin obviously has to win the Royal Rumble to make the Mania match happen. I think The Rock beats Kurt Angle at No Way Out, the, the pay-per-view between Rumble and Mania. I want to say that's how it happens, but I don't remember exactly. And then we obviously get, you know, my way Limp Biscuit video package. Oh my god, I can't fucking wait for that. Angle wins my this way match. Angle wins this match. Uh three and a quarter beers, fourteen and a half total beers for Rebellion two thousand. Not a good show. Things my way. Yeah, it's my way, my way of the highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, um, we're going to take a quick break here, and we will come back with the weekly wrestling recap, starting with SmackDown. All right, it's time for the weekly wrestling recap. Let's get into SmackDown. Um, Chad, what do you want to talk about from SmackDown? All right, so the theme of the night was the women's title picture. We okay. had like, uh, different segments. We talked about it a bunch. Um, 
we had the Charlotte Flair coming out and telling Bianca she assumed that she was going to win. And then she like rumored that she was going to leave the building. And then she saw Bailey and EO hinting well, that they were going to be there. It was like the first part of all of this was an in-ring promo. Charlotte and Bianca, Bianca. in the ring. And Charlotte basically, like you said, saying she thinks Bianca's going to beat Asuka later in the night. So Charlotte staked her claim and said, I'm I want to be first in line. I'm challenging you to a title match when you beat Asuka. So then later in the night, Adam Pierce is backstage. He confronts Charlotte, who's leaving, has her suitcase. And Pierce is like content with her leaving. And then out comes out of the shadows comes Bailey and EO. And teasing a cash in. And I'm like, oh fuck. So Charlotte comes back and is like, I'm sticking around. The thing I hated the most <laughs> about all of this was the match between Bianca and Asuka happens. During said match, here comes Bailey and EO Sky out to ringside, but in the crowd, waving tickets around as if they weren't part of the fucking roster being like we bought tickets we brought we bought front row tickets then here comes charlotte who was in the ring earlier in the night being like i bought a ticket (laughs) like what the fuck are we doing (laughs) just go ringside it doesn't we don't need you to be flashing around like i bought a ticket (laughs) it was so dumb yeah that was really dumb uh the because it all it all ends up breaking down yeah it like you said it it starts into breaking down and then they tease the cash in uh basically at the end i'll be all the only two standing after bianca charlotte oscar all go down the only person standing is eo and bailey the only people standing eo and bailey uh eo's like should i cash in should i cash in and bailey's like uh 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 yeah, 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 let's go cash in. And they're like having this whole conversation. And then they throw Asuka in. And then EO hands Bailey the suit, the briefcase, which gave me like the Miz and John Morrison vibes from the yep. COVID year. Um, and I was like, oh, are they going to like do a, a cash in that doesn't count as a cash in because the person didn't cash it in? Um, they and then probably they're still talking about it. And Bailey's, and Bailey's like talking to. Uh, the referee and then Oscar like rolls out and runs away and we don't get the the cash in at all and I was like okay I mean all that really came to what here's my biggest gripe about teasing cash ins is how many words how many sentences how long does it actually take for someone to tell a referee that someone is cashing in because a lot of times these fake cash-ins, Bailey was talking to that referee saying that EO wants to cash in. And the ref must have asked her no less than 5,000 fucking times, <laughs> are you sure, before they were about to do it. And then, you know, all hell broke loose and it didn't happen. Yeah. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's just like, it should be as easy as... EO wants to cash in, do it. And the ref rings the bell. Ring the freaking bell, as Adam Cole would say. Ugh. I didn't yep. like that part. 
match was yeah, good. No, cash-ins get very uh, cumbersome very quickly when we do them this frequently, and I'm it worried. It sucks, this... too, because there's <laughs> this is the first time in a very long time that there's been two Money in the Bank holders for this long. <laughs> Since, like, 2017. <laughs> so, some other stuff from SmackDown. Um, do we want to go... Uh, let's let's go with this. Let's stick with the women. Um, Shotzi shaved her head. Chad, oh, what are you, yeah. <laughs> what's your opinion on this? I don't know. I I don't I don't know. It was a really weird backstage segment. I didn't really care for any of it. Okay, uh, I was all came on the tail say end of a really. I was waiting for you. To she's say like tattooed with colored hair. You thought I'd be like, oh, I was waiting for you to say something with really poor taste. Um. Because that's what a few people did on Twitter that night, um, being like, what the fuck are we doing? Why is Shotzi shaving her head? Yada, yada, yada. Um, so she shaved her head because it's kind of part of the story because Bailey cut some of her hair off a few weeks ago. But also but like a real reason backstage. A real reason. Uh, she's doing it in solidarity because her sister has cancer. No, well, yeah, work it in the storyline so it's part of the show and doesn't just seem like she shows up without it. There but was yeah, a like, lot of people cool. online that were saying stuff like that and then just getting absolutely roasted. I don't actually know if her sister has cancer, but I'm not one to be like, oh, I need to see proof. I'll just believe it. Like, I'm good. I'm good <laughs> believing it and being like, get well soon, Shotzi sister. Um, so, <laughs> like, yeah, the, the people that... <laughs> had a gripe with it um i don't know it, i don't really try to save your story. takes try to save your takes for like an hour after things happen maybe i don't know like at the time when she was shaving her head did i know that her sister had cancer no did i throw out a fucking awful take about it on twitter being like this is so stupid it doesn't make any sense no because I'm not a fucking idiot. The people that did throw out those takes on Twitter being like, this is so dumb. They got fucking roasted by people that knew the real reason behind it. And I'm very glad I didn't say anything. Um, That's why you wait. That's why you hold your takes, save it for the podcast, save it for whatever you do, whatever your content outlet is. Save it for that. You know, it's, the world My doesn't need aunt. to know the world doesn't need to know what you think at that minute every fucking second of your life especially when say. it's such a small portion of the show like yeah. did you really have that much to say about this like kind of off the wall middle of nowhere promo that didn't really impact anything yeah exactly um the other part of smackdown that i had a lot to talk about um actually two more parts um okay us title or Bobby Lashley, Chad. What do you want to talk about? Ooh, uh, I only had one of those. Uh, I had two different. I had one other different one. Obviously, I'll say the one that I I had that you didn't have, and I'll let you pick the between the two. Okay, you had. Uh, let's not forget Jay Uso stuff happened. Uh, we had a yet another great promo from Jay Uso this week. I don't even Solo think that comes out about it. Paul Heyman basically went on this long rant about how everything that's happening is Jey Uso's fault. Every aspect of it was Jey Uso's fault. And then Solo took the mic at one point, got up in Jey's face and says, I blame you and I will not forgive you. And then they had a 
They had a brawl, ended up with Jay Uso super kicking Paul Heyman and getting the upper hand. Wow. Uh, yet again, another fresh moment from SmackDown in this storyline. Still fresh. <laughs> I, wa- I, I want to say I watched SmackDown and you're saying stuff to me that I'm trying to remember in my mind. And I'm like, I don't remember that at all. And that makes a lot of sense why I don't have any notes on this promo. I think I totally tuned this promo out, which sucks no, you and missed, is dumb. You missed a good one, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm excited for this week's SmackDown. Uh, well, the Roman Reigns return, you know? Roman Reigns every works week. every two weeks, yeah. <laughs> so he'll be back uh, probably to address whatever happened last week. And the good thing is, when I watch SmackDown this week, guess what I'm going to see? What happened last week? Probably three times. So I'm I'm cool with it. Um, the other thing, one of the other things from two, there's two more things from SmackDown that I want to talk about. I'll start with the one that I want to talk about less, which sucks because it has to deal with LA Knight. But he was barely on the show this week. He did cut a promo. It seems like we're moving towards LA Knight versus Austin Theory, not Stone Cold Steve Austin Joe. I don't know why he thought when we said LA Knight versus Austin last week that he thought we were talking about Stone Cold. Uh, Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Yeah. They're doing these fatal four-way matches that are, Chad, no disqualification, no count out. Let's not forget that. Because that's how those work. Santos Escobar won this week's match. And next yeah. next week, aka two days or aka tomorrow, aka two days ago when this show comes out. Um LA Knight has to win that match, right? And he yeah, has he's gonna to win beat, that match. He has to beat Escobar. He's gonna beat LA Santos Knight uh, Escobar the next time. I just want to point out this match was a really good fucking SmackDown match. It was I really enjoyed this fatal four way. Uh was it the best no match of win. the week? No. No. But, Probably um, the best match on SmackDown. A- AEW cleaned house with best matches of the week. Yeah, twice. <laughs> twice it. Uh, I would almost say three times with the MJF Adam Cole match because I thought that was really good too. Yeah. Uh, but this was a really good match. I didn't know who was going to win either, which was really exciting to watch. Um, I enjoy matches on SmackDown where it could be a toss up. And honestly, I had no expectations. It was going to be Santos Escobar. I kind of thought it was going to be Grayson Waller for a period of time there. And he was definitely the MVP of the match. Yeah, he, he balled out in that match. It's it's like um, it's very apparent to me, like the people that WWE drafted from NXT that are getting the biggest pushes are Grayson Waller. Zoe Stark. Stark and Pretty Deadly. Who yeah, and I mean those all make sense. We haven't talked about Pretty Deadly's new music yet. You mentioned um, it last week. Did we? Yeah, you mentioned it on the show because it came on while you we were recording. No, I mentioned it two weeks ago when they had the disco ball. Oh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks ago. I remember that. I don't remember talking about their music in general, but I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's whatever. I have no me. opinions. I like their... Elton Prince got hurt in that match, though. He did. I will say I like their presentation, but yeah. Um, yeah, Ridge Holland deleted his Twitter this week because of that. Did you see that? Yeah, fan backlash. Uh, people thought it was because of he botched a move again. He was very adamant he didn't botch anything and that it was a different spot that caused the injury. Uh, no one's heard anything from Elton Prince as to whether what's which spot the internet fan theory or Rich Holland's comment was 
the accurate one, but Rich Holland's done with the backlash of people thinking he's not a uh, safe wrestler, so he deleted his social media this week. Look, all I have to say is Ridge Holland is a much safer wrestler, probably. I mean, his track record sucks, but that's just unfortunate. But I feel like he's a much safer wrestler than, I don't know, Sub Mysterio. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, The last thing from SmackDown. We get to this segment. I think this was before the women's title match. We see the Street Profits in suits walking around outside. Or at least dressed nicely. I don't remember if they were in suits. They were dressed nicely. And they're like, he'll be here. He'll be here. I know he'll be here. Stretch limo SUV pulls up. And it's Bobby Lashley. We talked about this. We talked about the rumors of Bobby Lashley coming back with a new gimmick. Doesn't seem that way. Um, Lucky for Joe when he comes back, hopefully next week. Um, He is still wearing a suit. So there's that. Maybe not a new gimmick, but definitely new but the, group here. The idea of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits being in a group together. Holy shit. Right, you, you ready for this one? Well, you hate factions, so I'm ready to hear your take on it. Yeah. No, I I don't hate. I do dislike a high quantity of factions. Okay. Uh, I'm not opposed to a grouping of those people. That is a very exciting thing. Wow, I did I hear an internet rumor. Those people. That's racist uh that group of people those <laughs> three people that we are I'm talking just kidding, about right Chad. now I'm just kidding um i heard an internet rumor it might have just been a picture of someone's like ideal booking but the internet rumor is that Elio's gonna win and carmelo's the fourth member of the bobby lashley faction what about trick oh uh, trick was gonna stay behind in that uh mm. trick was not there carmelo moves up and he's like the mid card title guy in that faction because every WWE faction has to have the same four people build you know the tag team street profits the main event guys the Bobby Lashley the mid card guys Carmelo they bring them up after Elio wins the match her business 2.0 you think that's what they'll be called no because MVP won't be there but I I'm not opposed to any of this dude I love that except that I don't think uh, the mellow thing is happening I don't see because Triple H is quote unquote in charge. I know Vince's fingerprints are all over every part of booking these days with the amount of rematches we're having. Um, I just I a lot of things because Triple H is mostly in charge of creative. The NXT stars that come up, I I don't see a lot of them coming up and ditching whatever they were doing in NXT. I think they would move up with whatever they were doing in NXT to begin with. You don't so think I that don't the, the the thought of Mello moving up without Trick doesn't I don't want to say I mean, it doesn't make sense to me, but like I don't think it's uh, believable, feasible. I think he could I don't do know the same the gimmick. Is. I don't oh, think it's definitely gimmick same gimmick. I, to... I definitely same gimmick. Yeah, he fits right in with them, personality wise. Especially um, if they're like a face group. Like yeah. you give me a face Street Profits and a face Carmelo and a face Bobby Lashley, and they like go against the Judgment Day. Like, well, they're all on SmackDown. They go against the Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory group. That's I don't the know. thing is like they're, SmackDown needs a four person um, faction. They don't the have bloodline, the faction. The bloodline's gone. Yeah, 
I think I think SmackDown's Judgment Day is going to be this Bobby Lashley group. I love it. I don't know yeah, who the fourth exciting. person is going to be. If it's going to be Mello, then I'm fine with that. I just I needed to make sense Trick Williams wise. They're going to keep know him what down it there. is about. That's fine. I don't know what it is about WWE booking, but like when they build these factions from the ground up. It's so much more exciting than I remember any of the AEW faction building. Like, not necessarily true. So, like, I remember the inner circle being built, and like that was really exciting. Inner uh, circle like, being like, built the, happened in one night. That's the thing. But like the build well, of it after it was built, like the whole initial storyline stuff is more what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was all super fun. It happens so quickly in AEW. Like it happens like in the snap of your fingers. Yeah, like here are the best friends, and now they're with Orange Cassidy, and they're all they're all a faction. And Krista well, Adlander's here now. And there's no build to that; she's just there now, you know. And but like WWE slow builds these things, and like, like works the, BB, it the BBC like, coming together. That, that one was really fun. Well. That one was yeah, that worked really well. I I really enjoyed that, and um, conti- I'm going to continue to enjoy that one. One that didn't work really well, Team Taz. Team Taz. That just kind uh, of happened. The best friends um, kind of just happened for me. Like the whole group kind of just no. Happened. Well, UTV. That one, yeah, that the team uh, the 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 best friends one. You kind of have to know about indie stuff. I guess they were all friends beforehand. I'm pretty sure. Sure, but that's not a good build on your now now initially. Also, they were like, together. That that Orange Cassidy debuted and became part of the best friends before Dynamite was a show. That was like those pay-per-views that summer of 2019 when he debuted. No, I remember all that stuff. I just don't think it was good. So it was before Dynamite was even a thing. So I, I'll give him pass on that. But there's definitely other ones. QTV, uh, Team Taz. Pinnacle uh, was just out of the blue. Pinnacle came and left immediately. Uh, the the Factory, um, whatever the fuck uh, Mogul Embassies is. Um or the embassy or mogul enterprises as it let's was before, and, and then with, they like, meshed them. Let's try and think of factions that actually like matter. But that's the problem is they have so many fucking fact. La faction in Gobernable showed up for like five minutes and then was gone. Yeah, and we didn't. That's we, fair. I think Roosh is either hurt or might his contract might be up already, which is crazy. I don't know. He's not on the short list. Of people I saw that left or are leaving soon. I saw a short list of it. It was like. Then he's hurt. Ryan Pillman Jr. Somebody who else was on the shortlist of people who just left. There was like three of them that just left. And there's another group that was expected to leave soon. Hmm. I don't know. Um, anything else with SmackDown? We are rambling quite a bit. We're, we're running long, which is expected with a Dylan Chad show. We need Joe to rein us in and <laughs> give us a very short, um, yeah, this match happened. Uh, that's what happened. <laughs> you got anything yeah. else? SmackDown? No. All right. Best match of the week was on Collision. Fact. Better than Blood and Guts. Uh, better than Blood and Guts. I agree. This two out of three I falls also... match between Bullet Club Gold and FTR. After Bullet Club Gold won the uh, Champions Contenders match or whatever, Eliminator match that AEW calls it. Uh, last week this exceeded what they did last week it was so good um we also had the finals of the owen hart cup tournament matches um ricky starks beat cm punk 
which surprised the shit out of me. Um, but the other thing that I wanted to address was the mistake that uh, Joe and I made last week when we uh, were watching Dynamite Live last week. Yeah, we recorded on Wednesday last week, I think. Um, and we spoiled to you that Ruby Soho won the whole tournament, and it was just a semifinal match. She uh, she did out. not win. She did not win the whole tournament. Uh, I've got some Willow Nightingale did. I've got some opinions on that one. I've got some opinions on the finals. Let's go. Searle, with the beginning of the show, though, uh, my favorite thing uh, to open the show is Ian Riccoboni is officially a commentator for AEW Collision. Yeah. And I love Kevin Kelly not sticking around or that's what I'm hearing. That's what I saw this week is that the plan moving forward is what Nigel and Ian Riccoboni. I'm fine with that. That's a fire commentating team. Yeah, no, I I like Ian Riccoboni the best uh, of everyone. Kevin Kelly is good. I just don't care too much. I I don't like how the only gripe I have with Kevin Kelly is like when is how he I don't know elevates his voice uh, comes to like a crescendo when a big move is hit and how he talks about the big move being hit and how he thinks it's about to be a three count like every announcer has their thing. I just don't like how Kevin Kelly does it. Yeah, I've never been a big Kevin Kelly fan. I'm much more a fan of the Ian Riccoboni, Nigel McGuinness fan uh, group. Yeah, and Ian Riccoboni, uh, we did get the graphic. Ian Riccoboni, Riccoboni is all elite. So Thank God. When the graphic comes out, we know at this point that that means that that person is signed to a multi-year deal. So, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. What about then the rest we got of the show? Into- we got into two or three falls. Uh, like you said, best match of the week. I wrote down some statistics. Uh, the first fall happened 25 minutes into the show. Yeah. Uh, the finish happened Gold. at one hour and four minutes. Bullet Club Gold won the first fall, right? And then FTR won the last yep. two. Yep. The match was uh, incredible. I It kept you so hooked for 55 minutes. The match itself was like 57 minutes, I think is what it yeah. said. And they got 40 minutes last week. Like we talked about the news earlier, like collision differentiating itself from dynamite. Do this. I don't yeah. care. Like you don't need to do hour long matches every week, but like do matches with clean finishes None of the sports entertainment count out DQ like weird uh, interference finishes. Nope. Uh, and just do this. And they put all four guys over doing this. Yeah. Jay White and loss. Juice Robinson Club don't Gold. look worse coming out of this match. No. They pinned. They pinned the tag team champions once in this match, and they were the. They did it in the first fall. Which gave them three straight pinfalls over FTR. Yeah. In different matches. Like in the Eliminator match, in the three on three match with CM Punk. And then in this match, they had three consecutive pinfalls on FTR. It, it has me excited. Um, I, I, I'll say it now. Before Collision was around, you know, we had SmackDown, Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and Rampage. And Chad was dead. Uh, but Joe and I decided to stop watching Rampage limit ourselves to four shows a week wrestling is a lot you know i want to have a life i'm sorry but i can't watch everything 
uh, I can't even watch the shows that I want to watch every week because life happens. But mm-hmm. I have decided after this week, especially after NXT, which I did not watch, but I know what happened mostly. Um, Dynamite, Collision, Raw, and SmackDown are going to be my shows. I am not watching NXT for the foreseeable future. I just can't do it. I think I'm going to keep watching, but I will say this week, definitely. Holy God, it is like I don't even care if we talk about it in future episodes. Well, I'm going to I'm going to keep giving you the highlights then uh, when I'm here. I'll give you at least the the, like I'll I'll look at the Bleacher Report article. I'll listen to um, I might watch the WWE top 10 YouTube video that's like 10 minutes long with the highlights. I might listen to a podcast. But like I can do that stuff outside of my personal life, outside of work, which is the time where, you know, I want to spend time with my family and NXT does not provide enough entertainment or value to me anymore. And Collision does Mm -hmm. now already after watching only three episodes that I would rather watch Collision than NXT. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I agree with you completely on that. I will say I'm going to 100% no matter what, even if I don't watch the weekly episodes, definitely watch the pay-per-views, the PLEs. I will will be watching Great American Bash. I 100%. I'm scared. I I was scared about proclaiming this on the podcast this week. I'm scared about, you know, if I stop watching weekly NXT, they're eventually going to do a draft or they're going to call some people up where I'm like, it, 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 and this is only if I completely stop watching NXT. I'm, I'm going to be like, who is that? And I don't want to get to that point. I'm going to keep watching NXT pay-per-views. I'm going to keep predicting them. I'm just going to do poorly on them. Yeah. Especially no like two years from now. It, it, two years from now, if I, I haven't watched a single episode of NXT and I don't know who any of these people are, I'm going to do really bad on predictions, but I don't care. I'm go- I'll, watch, I'll watch the premium live events because they're still going to be good. They put the best people on those shows. It's just the weekly television. My God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, and all, uh, this was all stemming I, I from collision. I can talk more about it. <laughs> you know, I can talk about it more when we get to Tuesday. I think it's like the last time we can f- do a full NXT episode. But uh, Collision. Uh, two more comments on Collision. Go ahead. Man, man, I wish Ruby Soho would win something. Two years in a row. Always, the, tournaments bride, in always a row. the bridesmaid, never the bride's bride. Don't forget, she lost to Jade Cargill in the initial TBS tournament. Ooh, is that because that's when she debuted, right? Yes. She's lost three consecutive tournaments in the finals. There needs to be some sort of story built out of that. Yeah, no, like I would love that. And then I would love it if it culminated in her like winning something. Like, That'd congratulations be to Willow Nightingale for winning this Owen Hart women's tournament. But didn't make any sense ruby soho should have won this tournament yes like i the like culmination. Willow. i really do it should have been the culmination of her doing something in aw yeah all the work she's put in her career it continues to amount to nothing and i thought so highly of her coming over to this company because i thought it would culminate in something and here we are for the third tournament in a row where i thought ruby soho was going to win yeah. well not true i thought she would lose to brit but i thought she was going to win the first and you the third did. one <laughs> You thought just, oh my gosh, Chad, you're so stupid. No, um, I thought she was going to lose to Brit in the second, in last year's Owen Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. 
you I also she thought she was going you you also thought she was going to lose to Brit in this year's own own cup yeah yeah that was dumb yeah she doesn't that's lose. what i was talking about <laughs> she doesn't lose till the finals okay <laughs> all right what about your other thing from collision probably about the okay. men's match yeah uh the ricky starks thing was hella shocking um two comments one glad to see cm punk putting over younger talent yes He's doing that this run. I'm starting I don't think to he really not... did enough of it on his first AEW run. I'm starting to not hate him as much. And, and I say yeah, hate he... very lightly. I don't hate him. I don't know. Dislike his real persona, maybe. Yeah. But you keep doing stuff like this. I'm I'm gonna come around to CM Punk. Yeah. I'm really glad he put over a younger talent here. I wasn't predicting this. I guess my only question is, is this a Ricky Stark heel turn fully or are we going to build this? Um, So it... I don't remember exactly what happened, but he did like cheat to win, right? He, he grabs the ropes. the ropes. Yep. He grabs the ropes. I don't and think then, so. so. So no, I didn't think it was there. I thought that was just like a, a smart move. But then when he runs up the ramp to grab the, the trophy, he rips it out of the hands of Jushin Thunder Liger and storms off. And everyone said that was the initial part of his heel turn. Hmm. Not not the, the hand on the rope necessarily, but the two combined. They think I that we're building. I, we're quickly going to he's going to be healed like as quickly as I next think week. I might have turned it off before that happened. What dumb of me. But you describing that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it, but I, I, I need to see more. New Japan Pro Wrestling's president was very upset about the disrespect to Jewish Thunder Liger. I mean, that sounds like it could all be kayfabe, but the president of New Japan. Well, it's definitely it's like definitely that? kayfabe. He like posted on Twitter. It's kayfabe. Okay, then, which know, is maybe. why I'm like, I think this is a heel turn. I think we're getting heel Ricky Starks again. I don't want that though. I don't know. I don't. They I haven't. I liked him they have, they've heel. barely capitalized on his face turn. But they failed to capitalize on the heel face turn because they they ramped him up too quickly and they gave him the winner's coming match. And then nothing since. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Kind of failed. I need something more to see out of that. Um. All right, let's get to Raw as we are we are running long. Um, let's get Battle of the Belts seven. Chad, come on. <laughs> I watched Battle of the Belts and Rampage this week. Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> I did not watch either of those. Do you have anything to say about those of significance, uh, Sean? Uh, Sean Spears went back to the chairman gimmick. We said lost that to Luchasaurus. Okay. Well, last week I said he was he was doing the perfect ten thing on Rampage. Oh, that's right, that's right. And I expected that, but then he was back in the hometown, and he was the chairman again. That's dumb. They can't okay. figure this guy out. Okay. And it sucks because I really like Sean Spears as a wrestler. So, oh my god, I, the perfect ten in NXT was one of my favorite acts of all time. I had a uh, when I was going through all my memorabilia stuff and figuring out what I was going to keep and not keep because uh, I was clearing out my, my office. I found a box and I had a poster from an NXT show that came to Norfolk in uh, oh man, probably 2015, 2015. And the main event was uh, uh, Shinsuke and Ty Dillinger versus uh, Samoa Joe and somebody else. Maybe it's 2016. It's right after Finn Balor left. Finn Balor was no longer in NXT at this point. It was the Samoa Joe Shinsuke back and forth era yeah. time frame. 
Um, but Sean Spears was there. Liv Morgan was there. Aaliyah was there. Bobby Roode was there. Ty Dillinger was there. Good stuff. Uh, That's some like prime. Shinsuke, Samoa Joe. Austin Aries was the other one in the main event. It was Samoa Joe and Austin Aries versus Ty Dillinger and Shinsuke Nakamura. Fisted Austin Aries once. Yeah. Fist bumped. In case you were wondering what fisted means. Nice. In Hawaii. That was cool. Um, Yeah. Y'all told the story about meeting him. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Raw. Um, Setting up SummerSlam. Cody Brock is official. Brock returned. Yep. Accept the challenge, kicks the shit out of Cody Rhodes in front of his mom. Uh, Did the mom promo. Yeah. Uh, Still no stipulation. Still no rumor on the stipulation. I need a stipulation. I don't think I'm as invested. Has to happen. Has to happen. Um, I'm open for almost anything. Yeah. Put it in a cage. Put it last man standing. Put it last uh, false count anywhere. Put it hard like no holds barred. Texas Bull. I'm almost open to anything. I just need something. You're right. It does need to be something. But if it's not Texas Bull Rope, I'll be disappointed. Yeah. It needs to be the dad, the Dustin Rhodes match. Um, what else do you want to talk about from Raw? Because there's a lot of directions we could go here. All right. Chelsea Green and Sony Deville won their first titles in the history Chelsea of WWE. Green. You... I'm starting to notice more of them that she does that I didn't notice before. Dude. Um, the there's a lot of them. The match wasn't bad, and also bad. I love the move because one, it sets up Raquel versus Rhea. Okay, which, does it? Which <laughs> watching the main event <laughs> does it <laughs> because Liv I know and attacked Rhea. It needs to be Raquel I... versus Rhea, right? Or what if it's all three? No, that no, we're already doing a triple threat women's match. Okay. Allegedly, and you're telling me you would tell you would t- you would say no to live for Kel and Rhea all at the same time? Just like, no, I wouldn't say no to that. It's just like Raquel makes more sense, and I want the Raquel Rhea pay per view match in P and WWE. I want I the just, SummerSlam I'm just Raquel and Rhea match. I'm curious if they're not going to do Raquel versus Rhea at SummerSlam, they're saving that for something big, aka WrestleMania. Has to be. They're they're definitely not delaying it they're definitely doing it i think the i just the live thing was just like a well the, no 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 the other thing i heard live was hurt now she got hurt again she might be hurt yeah well then it's definitely has to be raquel and ria at SummerSlam. yeah let's do raquel it let's got, do it now Kel got fake hurt on this show yeah ria attacked yeah. her and live backstage i think live coming out during the main event is just fighting in raquel's honor but Raquel, yeah. it needs to be Raquel and Rhea at SummerSlam. It has to be. Has to be. Has to I'm be. excited for it. Not that I don't care about Liv versus Rhea or the triple threat match, but I want to see the women's version of big meaty men swapping slapping meat. Like that's what yeah. this would be. The two <laughs> most powerful women in the WWE facing off against exactly. each other would be phenomenal. God, it would be so good. So good. So good. Uh, it, it doesn't even need to. It doesn't even need to eclipse ten minutes. It will be good. It will be so good. It will be great. Uh, on the the same line of women's matches that I'm really excited to see at WrestleMania SummerSlam, Shayna Baszler got the crowd piped this time. Like very oh, yeah. clearly, the crowd is on the side Ronda of Shayna. I think sucks. I cannot wait 
I cannot wait to hear how hard she gets booed at SummerSlam because she's yeah. done after that. She's done. Yeah. It's going to be, is- it's, it's, it's going to be like, do you remember Mania 20 Goldberg and Brock when they were both leaving and how much, how much that match sucked even with Stone Cold Steve Austin as a special guest referee, how much the crowd turned on both of them. That's what I want to hear the crowd against do at Ford of, Field against Ronda, Rousey. against Ronda Rousey. I want the combined efforts of Brock and Goldberg at Mania 20 all to be just forced in to Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam 2023 and just like a big fuck you and a kick out the door because I don't give a shit any, uh, any more about her. Dude, they're gonna use this as a massive Shayna Baszler face push, and it has to. And be. then no. she's getting heel. a real heel. Ripley match. Heel, heel. No, she's got to go face because she's beating the shit out of Ronda. No, and they Ronda's would do Shayna. They would do Shayna. No, they're gonna build Shayna up for Mania versus Rhea. No, that's what I think is definitely happening. I just they can Rhea's turn Shayna face between then and now, but Shayna should still be a heel, so that it's not obvious that they're moving towards that. Yeah, that's gonna be so. That's good my too. thought. Oh boy, Rhea Ripley. She's uh, speaking of SummerSlam matches. The Finn Balor backstage promo with Seth Rollins. Uh, I fucking love when the Seth Rollins gimmick changes. So he only does it every now and then, right? So he does this. Curious what you're he talking does this about. This thing. Okay, so he's he's like the <laughs> guy, right? Yeah. And then only in the really serious rivalries, he takes off the glasses. And he changes and he gets rid of the laugh. Yeah. Right. And then he says real shit. He's only done it in two other ones since this gimmick's happened. It's Matt Roman. Riddle. Well, no, that he didn't even really do it that much in the Roman one that I can remember. He Matt did Riddle it a lot and Cody. in the, the Matt Riddle and Cody. And now he's doing it with Finn. And the backstage promo when he took off the glasses and he dropped the vibe. And he changes the gimmick back to like because he's got such architect. like a like a chill, happy go lucky, like I don't give a fuck about anything because I'm the champ vibe now. And he gets that Dude, like, you're seriousness so right. to I him. didn't think about that at all. Yes. And it's so good. I cannot when wait to watch that. I cannot wait to watch Raw this week with that in my mind. Or if he doesn't do it this week, like the next time that he does it and just like just get a huge when he turns off the three inch happy go lucky thing. It. Yeah. Like when he turns it off, <laughs> I just get so excited and I'm like, you just didn't hear anything was... I said, did you? Yeah. Three inch boner. No, okay. So way. you did. You just didn't laugh. You were, like, you were just like, yeah, that totally sounds like what Dylan would do. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to have competing three inch boners over the next <laughs> Seth Rollins promo. <laughs> No, for no, real, you're, though, you're completely like, right. Yeah, go ahead. He uh, he was like, I'm going to tell you this once. This title means more than you, me, or your bullshit. And like everything that Seth was saying, I was like, yeah, totally. But then Finn would talk and be like, no, yeah, totally. And it's so good because it's coming from like years of backstory and it's the pro- still working. Here's the problem, though. <laughs> Finn versus Seth. Sharpie me the fuck in. For Seth Rollins winning that match. I don't care, nope. demon or not. Nope. I'm actually opposite. Here's what I think. Here's you what I'm think thinking. Finn's going to win and Priest cashes in. And then Damien is cashing in on Finn immediately. I, will I think say Finn that is that getting thought, a shorter that... title run than his first one. And I think that's the story. That I thought think the has story crossed my is mind. 
the story is going to be Finn gets a, a shorter title reign than even the first time. And then Finn's going to go away for a little bit. And then Damien's going to fight some other people. And Finn's going to come back as an uber face and take on I'm, Damien Priest. I've, I've got to be honest with you. I'm all in. And I know that it's zero news. But like the story makes so much sense for Damien Priest to cash in at SummerSlam. Finn yes. or Seth winning. It doesn't fucking matter. Priest cashing in at SummerSlam after what happened on NXT makes so much sense. And this is where I'm giving you your props that I told you that I was going to give you. Do you remember when we talked about the judgment day and Damian priest getting all these flowers after the backlash match with bad bunny. And it's like, what's going to happen with the judgment day priest. I'm uh, Joe. And I, I think Joe and I were like priest turns face. The rest of his judgment days heals. Yada, yada, yada. Priest is going to get kicked out of the the judgment day. Finn's getting kicked out of the judgment day for sure. You were right. For sure. You were right. You were sure. so right. Chad, you were so right. I don't no, you were think so he's right. kicked out. I think he's going to leave. I think he's going to go away for a period of time. He's going I think to he's turn gonna on come the back. Day and yes, Finn, Finn, but it, him turning on the judgment day will be a face turn? Question mark? Yes. I, I think like we are. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Damian Priest cashed in on Finn Balor. They have like a one-off and then Finn Balor goes away and then we come back and Finn Balor comes back before Mania or Rumble or somewhere down the line after a period of time. And we do like a major show with Damien versus Finn. I love that. The one problem. I love that. The one problem. Not a problem. Question, I guess. Does anyone replace Finn Balor in the Judgment Day? Because I don't think it would be JD. No. I don't Will think they they're survive as, as a three-person. They hope. Will they survive as a three-person group? You did say factions need four people. WWE factions are like thriving on four people. So who's the fourth person? Finley's. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think? Do you agree that they need a fourth person? No, I don't know if they do. Especially if Dom keeps the title. Imagine we walk out of SummerSlam and they all have belts. That's the thing. Is like Judgment Day showing up on the Monday after SummerSlam, all of them with belts, except for Finn. And that's when it happens. Yes. Finn jealous or them that like them making fun of Finn uh, or like, yeah, Finn just getting jealous. That's all it needs to be. It's so simple. It's it's right there and they're going to fuck it up. But injected into my veins, please. You were right. I have to admit you were right. I didn't see this we'll coming. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I, I feel confident. I, I legitimately think I'm going to pick Finn Balor in that match. All right. Um, What else on Raw do you want to talk about other than the main event? Because I want to talk about the main event coupled with NXT. Uh, Becky Lynch wore some pajamas. Yep. Um, also, she has to get a tattoo um, of uh, on her across her uh, across her boobs. Uh, if Zoe Stark beats her next week or something like that, uh, but so she's going to win. She, she's going to beat Zoe Stark, and the match is going to happen with Trish at SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> uh, last two comments for the main event. One, uh, I would really like to know what the rules of a Viking rules match are. No DQ. Have no fucking idea what the rules are. They didn't no say DQ. that. <laughs> they did. They I think they did. I think they said no DQ. They, no, I promise you. I would. I. I even. I even rewound trying to find where they said that fucking rule. There was no explanation of these fucking rules. 
Okay. It's a Vikings maybe. rules match. Figure it the fuck out. Well, this isn't WWE. the first Vikings rule match that they've had. So maybe they said it at the last one and they expect you to remember. When was which the last is not one? The... WWE's motto. Like WWE's motto is we will remind you of everything all the time because we think you're dumb as yes. shit. Yeah, and sometimes I, like, I sometimes I hate this sometimes I hate it so much because I'm like, that literally happened five minutes ago. Brock literally attacked Cody Rhodes and accepted his challenge five minutes ago. I remember that. Brock literally attacked Cody and accepted his challenge an hour ago. I remember that, Kevin Patrick. They recapped uh, the opening the segment three times during the show. <laughs> yeah, like on the hour, every hour, till the but show yeah. is over. But yeah, it, it would it would have been nice to, I guess, I guess it, if you didn't hear it and you rewound it, it would have been nice to recall what the rules of a Viking rules match. I mean, obviously it's no DQ. We know that yeah, it was obviously like no DQ. I think they tried to count falls in other places, but I don't remember. Uh, the match was pretty know. good, actually. I actually really enjoyed this. <laughs> kind of fucking slapped, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this segment, and I'm, I'm really, I really glad that the, the feud Raiders is won. over. I think the feud is over. Me too, because they lose so. way too I, much. They lose way too much. They are so good. They needed a rule win their own match. Yeah, if they like, would have lost the Viking, their own match. Viking rules match, that would have been a slight travesty. Um, all right. Um, anything? My other else? comment before the main event is I'm. I like what's happening with Shinsuke Nakamura. I mm, me too. Uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura like that said that he's tired that, of people interfering. I like that he was upset that he his match was interfered on and it caused him to lose the match. Like more people should do this thing that makes sense. Like yes, it, that just makes sense. And he was pissed off and he like stormed out of interview. And he doesn't I was like, even. I'm intrigued. He doesn't by Shinsuke Nakamura again. Heel. He's just upset about what happened. He can just be neutral and just be allowed to be upset that people fucked up yeah. his shit. I all, all the only thing that I hope that they don't do out of this is that they turn him heel and then all of a sudden he's just like, uh let me hit you in the what's, crotch what's, again. What's the new girl's name? Uh Jackie. Me no speak English. If they do oh, that. I, <laughs> I actually loved that. That was hilarious. No, I thought it was dumb as shit. I loved when he was like, uh no. I don't speak English. No. No. All right. Main event. All right. Main event. I want to talk about this coupled with NXT for one reason and one reason only. And it has to revolve around Sub Mysterio. Dirty down. If you watched NXT, Chad, how was the NXT match between Sub Mysterio and Wesley? Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Uh, I really enjoyed the ending uh, and the crowd pop for Dom Mysterio when he won this match was actually significant. The NXT fans popped real hard for him. First of all, that's the CWC and those are not real wrestling fans. They suck. They're the worst. Um, Dominic Mysterio tried to murder Wesley by dropping him on his head. He's not a safe worker. I'm fucking I didn't uh, disclaimer. I didn't watch NXT. I did see the clip, though. The thing that bothers me the one most move, it was bad. Yep. The thing that bothers me the most about all of that. The main event match on Raw that pitted the Wild Sammy Owens versus the Judgment Day pairing of Damian Priest and Sub Mysterio was really fucking good. Yeah, it was really fucking good. So these four guys are good right now. I mean, you know, Dom in your opinion, but like 
right now, the Judgment Day is really fucking good. Damien Priest is maybe the best Completely person agree. in the company right now. Completely. I he's maybe doing the that. best work of anyone in the company. Seth. I, I, Roman. Jay. I think he's doing better, Seth, than Sammy. I think he's doing better work than Seth. Kevin. I think he's doing better work than the tag titles. Okay. Damien Priest and his Judgment Day stuff, I think is the best thing on Raw. That's better than Cody. And that's better than the Wild Sammy Owens. No, no, you have a solid argument. Like, I'm kind of being devil's advocate. But yeah, go ahead. So, like, it makes sense that match was that good. It doesn't have to be like Dom Mysterio was that good in that match for it to be good. It the just, other three it, are it the just, three best things on Raw, not named Cody Rhodes. Hearing about what happened on Tuesday and then also seeing what happened on Monday, it just doesn't compute in my head how someone can be that. Maybe, maybe the match is like what you said. It wasn't that bad. I don't know. Either way, it I'm wasn't. boycotting NXT mostly because of my sanity and I need some time off from wrestling and I need to do something else on Tuesdays. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to watch NXT next week because Dom's going to be there and the heat he gathers is so entertaining. In the pop he got in the city people of are cheering him? Yeah, the, they popped hard for him. It was crazy. I was no. not expecting it. The whole, I do not want to watch a wrestling popped. show. I don't want to watch a wrestling show where the fucking Sub Mysterio gets cheered. Sorry. Still, well, no, he got booed NXT. on the promo on the same night. I don't care because that's what they're just following what every other crowd does. The CWC, the the most, I think the thing that I hate the most in all of wrestling is the fucking Capital Wrestling Center, and everyone and everyone that pays for a seat in there, which doesn't include Chase University because they're probably all plants. Um, plants. so they're they're cool. I fucking hate the CWC so much. They don't make any sense. It's like watching a completely different company, which it's not. Like if they're trying to blend these storylines between the main roster and NXT and like have people go up and down and up and down, the CWC needs to do something that's relatively like what the main roster crowds are doing, and they're just not. So that's it. I'm boycotting NXT. Do you have notes from NXT? The only the only thing else from NXT that I know that happened was the thing that I was right about, which was Baron Corbin met himself in the woods. He did. He found himself. And it wasn't me that was right about it. It was somebody else that I saw them have a take about it. So I just kind of agreed with it and thought it would be awesome. And that's what happened. Uh, Los Lotharios came back and they lost. Uh, Tony D and his nut is getting a tag team title match. I think he's definitely winning at Great American Bash. Love that. Uh, I'm excited for that. Scripps turned on Axiom and Don't aligned care. himself with these two new guys, Nima and Prince. Don't even know who they uh, are. Tia, ha- T- Tia Hale is getting a submission match title mm. shot at the PLE. I did hear about this one. So correct me if I'm wrong. She basically was like, and let's just put this in dumbed down five-year-old terms with regards to the like this women's title picture. Thea Hale told Tiffany Stratton, I want a t- title shot. Like, and let's put this in like literal toddler terms. Toddler yep. says, I want something. Okay. Tiffany Stratton says no. AKA parent says no. Thea Hale then says, You're not gonna give me what I want. Okay. I'm going to put you in a Kimura lock until you say yes. Put that into toddler terms. Toddler is going to kick and scream and cry until the toddler gets what toddler wants. Wow. That's exactly 
what should be on this PG programming that is suitable for children. That's exactly <laughs> what I want my children to watch and be like, you know what? You're such a dad. <laughs> you know what, dad? Remember when you said I couldn't have ice cream? I'm going to fucking murder you if you don't give me ice cream. That's exactly what I want my WWE programming to be teaching my children. <laughs> Soapbox. Like you're trying to find reasons to not. I really am. I listened to a podcast this week that explained it in that exact reference. And I just wanted to reference them. Shout out to, I think that, yeah, that was fightful. Um, Shout out to them. (laughs) They explained it so well. And it's just like, I thought about it and I was like, oh my God, fuck you, NXT. (laughs) It wasn't that bad. Uh, Yeah, I think that Great American Bash is building to a pretty good show. I can't wait for Carmelo versus Elia. Uh, the tag team titles are probably going to be entertaining. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do now with the pre-scheduled Wesley versus Mustafa Ali match. Triple Trap. Um, Dom loses. He's no, going to lose. He's got to win. No, he's going to lose. He's got to have the belt when we got to have SummerSlam. No, he doesn't. all have to have belts except for Finn. Oh, shit. You're right. He he picks up a cheap victory on somebody, and then Wesley and Mustafa Ali are mad at each other for it, and then they do a one-off match afterwards. Is what I think. Damn, and I hate you. Mm-hmm. I hate all of this. I'm good at this. I'm good. Let's at this. talk about the best show of the week, Dynamite. I don't care about NXT. Uh, Collision was the best show of the week. I don't. I think Up and Down Dynamite was. No, because there's stuff I really don't like on Dynamite. <laughs> I really don't like some of the stuff on Dynamite. I didn't hate the first match. Uh, the only thing I the match itself, about- I didn't hate. The only thing I hated about Jack Perry was his new entrance music of the Beethoven, whatever the fuck Beethoven song. Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, first of all. Yeah, sure. Um, That was it's the worst theme music I've ever heard. That was terrible. So bad. Did not fit. Didn't do like what the fuck are we doing? Worst theme music. There was no video. There was just black screen and Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Also Hook's first loss. Ever mm-hmm. fact, fact. The shining light in this is Taz's reaction to anything the hooks do- mm-hmm. that hook does. <laughs> he was so bent out of shape for the entirety of the rest of the show. It was amazing. Um, I don't mind Hook losing. I didn't mind the match. I hated the theme music. I hate the killing Jungle Boy promo, and I really liked the Taz. Yeah, he the did Taz like a, reaction. Uh, he did like a, uh, a he he hired like the people that Darby Allen hires to make the videos. <laughs> it's like, hey, watch this. I'm gonna bury myself. And then he makes his entrance to Beethoven. Um, uh, Britt Baker had a match that was a squash, and yep, not a good shout to women's wrestling on Dynamite. But this was not a women's wrestling show uh, by any means. Uh, you want to talk about the next thing I fucking hated that. I think you loved and adored for some reason. Please tell me why you hated the dance off. It was so cringy. None of them could dance at all. All four That's of them the were point. bad. It's funny, Chad. Just laugh at it. No, Try to find cringy. some joy in your life. Try to smile once in no, a while. The match Try to was laugh really good. at something. I don't think that's true because I enjoyed the the I enjoyed the MJF Adam Cole at the spicy. Uh, food place beforehand skit. I really enjoyed that. If you laugh at that, how are you not laughing at the dance off? Because we're now live action in the middle of the match. No, the match hadn't even started. Oh wait, yeah, I think it, it was supposed to. It definitely rang the bell. <laughs> I think it did. I think you're right. 
We're now cutting time out of the match to do this. And also, like, there was a squash women's match, and we decided to cut it short for a dance-off. Um, yes. To dance-off and four people who can't dance, and Adam Cole to do his best Crash Bandicoot impression. That was like, funny. I <laughs> I Leslie watched it with like me, it. and Leslie laughed at the whole thing. Um, but she was like, she told me today, <laughs> she was like, Man, Adam Cole really can't dance. I feel bad for Britt. And I was like, I'm th- I think that was kind of the point of it. Like, <laughs> he was kind of like, oh, God, Max, I can't believe you're you're going along with this dance off. And then he got forced to dance. And then that's what he did. I think he can dance a little better than that. But yeah, he did do the, the, the Crash Bandicoot thing. <laughs> that's what he, my wife noticed to me. Sam was like, I think he's doing the Crash Bandicoot thing because she only played like three video games ever, and that's one of them. And she loved that game back in the yeah. day. And she's like, "That's, that's like Crash what Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot does when you perfect a level." I remember that mm-hmm. from back in the day. Man, good times. She also thought it was really cringy, though. So she's on my side. Actually, I think her comment was, "What is AEW doing these days?" <laughs> it doesn't matter because MJF and Adam Cole is the hottest act in AEW right now, and possibly all of professional wrestling. It was amazing. The the whole thing is amazing. I'm excited for this match next Saturday at Collision. Um, are they turning Adam Cole or are they turning MJF on the other one? Who's turning on who? I would really like it. I don't like that you asked me this question because I was prepared to ask you this question. Got him. Uh, so typical wrestling tropes would say MJF turns on Adam Cole. Adam Cole turning on MJF would be a big swerve but also wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, who would I cheer for? MJF's super over right now. Has mm-hmm. been. People are cheering for him, big time. Um, Here's what I'll say. If, where is, I'll ask a question first. Do you know where Collision is next Saturday? Because if it was, I have to look this up now, but like the thing, the the thought that's coming to my mind is like, what if it's like near um where did he grow up long island you know that would be like a good way to do it um let's see it's in hartford connecticut might be a pro mjf crowd i could definitely see and i think i might honestly rather see adam cole turn on mjf here's the thing that then says that you want the fans cheering for mjf I know they're I over do. on him now, and I think that's a good thing, but I don't think that's what AEW wants. I don't either. I don't think they want a long-term face character on MJF. I don't think it works. No, I don't either. It's so I think MJF turns. I don't think it may it may not happen this week, but it will happen, and it will happen because he is the heel, yeah, and they need it to just, keep him as a heel. I think I said that like because I don't want the thing that makes way too much sense and that we saw coming from a mile away to happen because it's typical wrestling. I like to, I like to be surprised. So... Mm-hmm. I also hate the fact that they teased it this week. Like, why not wait until next week to tease something or do the breakup then? You know, like we just had to well, tease you know, this you know, whole tease thing it happens. with Adam Cole looking at the belt. All he did was look at it. MJF got super pissed about that. They made up allegedly, but then MJF stared daggers at the back of Adam Cole's head as he walked away. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I honestly don't want this to end. I really don't. Oh, it's ending. It's ending soon. Oh, I know. All out is definitely gotta be a Adam Cole versus MJF. Could it be all in? I'm starting to feel like all in is not gonna be built. 
Oh, it's just going to be a bunch of matches put together. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that vibe. They're not talking about it. They're talking about people who are going to get title shots at all out. I don't like that. This is going to be AEW's version of Capital Carnage. <laughs> it's going to be AEW's version of a Saudi show. But yeah, it's not blood money. It's the, the queen's money or the king's money. Sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> king's money. So, yeah. I almost forgot to. Don't worry. Um, Yeah. All right. Blood and guts. Blood and guts. And then we'll close out. Finally. Tell me something you loved about blood and guts. Um, boy, it's hard, is it not? It is. It is hard because here's there some were spots things, in last year's that I remember loving. Here's some things that people would probably say: Abushi debut. Abushi seemed like he could not give a flying fuck Thank that he you. was in. This I wrote match. the same thing. Ibushi looked bored. That's my comment. He. <laughs> He took like a solid like couple minutes just to even make it to the ring. <laughs> and then he lackadaisically just started kicking people. That was all he was really doing. It was very lackadaisical. There was no oomph in any of the moves that he did. Nothing. Um, some things that people. Also, there was like. no Abushi as elite. Yeah, I don't think I he saw signed. that coming. Uh, no, I, I, don't, I didn't think he would. I think he's going I to. He signed. I think he's on a paper appearance. Um, yeah. he'll be around for big events, and then that way they don't have to keep him signed to a long term deal. It's probably cheaper to do paper appearance versus long term deal. Um, some things people might have liked that maybe I wasn't particularly fond of. Um, the bed of nails. I hated the bed of nails. It scared the shit out of me. Scared me every time somebody was close to it. it the thing that scared me the most was the initial contact with it when. Kenny got thrown. It was it was propped up in the corner. Kenny got thrown into it. Then it fell. It fell on Kenny yeah. as he after he hit it, and you could see that it scraped his like tricep, and he was like really worried about that. And then it came nails down onto like his leg, and he was also like scrambling out of that because it's it was a very heavy bed of nails. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure that we were going to see a gigantic gash in his arm from that, like the bed of nails coming down on him. I yeah. am very surprised that we didn't. Um, some Here's another thing that I didn't particularly care for, which is kind of opposite of what I just said. Um, I, I think the overall term would be believability, but I'll explain it this way. John Moxley was the third person from the BBC's team to enter the ring. He entered the ring and subsequently stabbed Kenny Omega and and Hangman Page with a fork no less than, I don't know, a hundred times. Yet, John Moxley was the first person in this match to bleed. How does that make yep. any fucking sense? <laughs> the blood didn't make any sense in this one. Like I wrote it down. The, the first person to bleed... Was, was Moxley? It was Moxley. It was Moxley? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. And uh, I'm I'm not saying any of this to say that I hated or didn't like this match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, there were times where I was scared for people's health. There were times where I was like, "Oh my God, are Wheeler Yuta and Matt Jackson about to both jump off the top of this cage?" Thank God they fucking didn't. Um, there were some spots that I did enjoy. Uh, but it it was. I really liked the ending. 
loved the ending. It made so much sense. And everything leading up to the ending. That made me really like this match. Um, the pack being upset with the BBC and just leaving. Got the bolt cutters, just left. He was just like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Then Don Callis comes down and is like, Tate Takesha, you know, see, it's five on four. <laughs> you know, let's just get out of here. It's not worth our time. And we'll fight this battle another day. Now it's five on three. It's the Golden Elite versus Mox, Claudio, and Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta then takes two disgusting super kicks from a shoe that has thumbtacks on it. He's busted open big time. And he, uh, well, before that, they handcuff John Moxley to the ropes. So now it's basically five on two. Claudio's knocked out. Then the Golden Elite just basically is like, okay. In order to win this match, we need to kill Wheeler Yuta. So in their attempted murder, John Moxley gives up or forfeits the match. So the potential stories that can come out of all of this is great. And I love that part of it. They did build the future. I think you're going to get some BCC and Pac stuff. like Claudio and Pac, maybe even this Friday, maybe even tomorrow or whenever that pay-per-view is. I think it's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. They haven't said who the... Because it's supposed to be Claudio versus Mark Briscoe, and Mark Briscoe's hurt. Well, it was supposed to be Claudio versus Eddie Kingston again, right? And then Eddie Kingston in the G one, and then then it was supposed to be Claudio versus Mark, and then Mark had to get pulled because of injury. Injury. Let me see if it's announced yet. But I mean, it might be death before dishonor. Uh, there is twelve matches now. Okay, yesterday there was one. Um. Earlier today, oh there was God. five. <laughs> Does Claudio okay, have an uh, opponent? Versus Pack. Okay. All right. There we go. There it is. Uh, there's dude, there's some that. of these matches, though. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Dalton Castle for the World Television Champion. Down. Shibata versus Daniel Garcia for the Pure Championship. Okay. Athena versus Willow Nightingale for the Women's Championship. Down. The Lucha Bros versus the Kingdom versus the Best Friends versus Aussie Open in a four-way tag down. team title match. I knew about this. Yep, down. Uh, the Righteous versus the Dark Order because Stu Grayson changed from the Dark Order to the Righteous and it's a fight without honor match, which is basically like a no-rules, three-on-three tag match. Oh, it's yeah. their version of like Anarchy in the Arena. Down. It's going to be good. This is going to be a good show. Probably. I don't know. So it's like the, uh, these Ring of Honor shows with AEW have really good matches on them, but are just decent shows. Yeah. Either way. I'm never like, oh um, my god, that amazing Ring of Honor show. I just talked a lot about Blood and Guts, Chad. Uh, your thoughts that I haven't said I already. enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I liked last year's better. Okay. I also hated the fucking nail spot. I thought there was a lot of like teasing big spots that didn't culminate. It's like, what was it? Top Nick of the cage. Jackson. And Nick Jackson and uh, Daniel Garcia going up there. Or no, not Daniel Garcia, Wheeler, Wheeler Yuta. and Matt. <laughs> Wheeler and Matt, okay. And nothing came of it. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Uh, I don't know if that it's was the, like two years ago. the coaches it, and the producers. two years ago when the match finished at the top, right? When yeah, Claudio it was MJF last, on the first one. MJF well, knocked Jericho, Jericho off, off the top of it. I'm talking about the one that ended when nobody got thrown off, but there was like four people at the top of the cage and uh, Claudio put someone in a sharpshooter and Eddie Kingston was up there and he was really... That was last year. 
That was last year. I thought last year was that the was one where year. Sammy got thrown off of the cage. Oh, last year had Claudio. That was all the same match. Oh. Because okay. JAS versus BCC was last year. And Claudio and Eddie Kingston were on the same team last year. All right. I guess that makes a lot of sense. Sorry. But yeah. Uh, liked last year's better. I thought there was better storytelling last year. Uh, Ibushi just. I think we should bored. wait to find to see what happens coming out of this to see to talk about the storytelling coming. No, I. Uh, I think there's I a lot of opportunities that come better. out of this. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But like, I am so over BCC versus the Elite at this point that oh, for this sure. didn't do anything. That this didn't do anything for me on like the build of this this run. Well, do you know? One. Do you know that after the match they all shook hands? And it's no, like, I and Kenny Omega was like, we respect you now. Oh, Jesus so that's fuck. kind of like a finality to be BBC versus the elite. So this was it. Yeah. And I think, thank fucking God to, um, to think that it he, all started with that hangman Moxley feud like a year ago is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Here's, here's my, here's my one thing. Um, I think this match got the injuries is what ruined this. The subins and the, well, the injuries, the people that I'm complaining most about probably wouldn't have been, been there at all if I had, you know, Brian Danielson there. The only person that would have, if Danielson was there, Pac wouldn't have been there, and that's it. Okay. But then we did we need to do five on five at all? Would we have to catch you there? Could we have done four on four if it was just the I original think we four? Would the original have, four? I think we it would have been five on five still. If Danielson was there, though, there wouldn't have been this ending to the match, and I loved the ending to the match. No, I think that the ending was the best aspect of what they booked. And if Danielson is there, you don't have Pac walk out. You don't have Takeshita walk out. And you don't have Moxley having to be handcuffed to the ropes and watch his fellow BBC member get uh, attempted murdered and have to surrender because of that. I love the ending to this match. If you have Danielson there, that doesn't happen. They could have handcuffed Moxley and Danielson. Yeah, but then I mean, at that point, it's overbooked. I don't know. I think I thought it was perfect. The ending, ending's great. I think I do enjoy. I did enjoy the ending. I just I wish there had been less injuries. I wish we said Danielson this match. I think it, it took is, a it downturn because Danielson wasn't there. I think Ibushi wasn't didn't there last add to year the match. Like I hoped to too. Oh, Ibushi! I really thought did nothing in this match that that like popped me anything in fact just, after in fact after the match if you saw these clips he took a bump on the tax after the match with like nothing he just like took a bump he just fell down on the tax for no reason uh, yeah. that's infuriating because it felt like he was like trying not to do anything and it just match. felt like he didn't give a fuck about being there yeah he was a name and added nothing to this match other than a pop yeah and, and a whole sucks, beer. I thought it was going to be the best part. And a whole beer. I thought it was going to be the best part. I did take beer ratings for this. It got 10.75 beers. It's not the highest rated match of all time, but it is up there. It's definitely top 10. Uh, I added five. the beer. I put it in the beer rankings database. It's fifth. Okay. I haven't put it in. Um, but it's like, yeah, it sounds about the right. The other one of the War Games matches, last year's Blood and Guts. Um, Another Blood and one Guts. One of the Briscoes. No, and then the, the first one was only five and a half. Oh, okay. Briscoes and FTR was definitely one of Briscoes them. Briscoes and FTR and something else. I can't remember I the got fourth over one was. that many beers. Maybe a rumble. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. I th- think it was a rumble. Okay. No, it was a hardcore battle royale at WrestleMania. That's what it was. I remember it now. 
It was the hardcore oh. battle royale <laughs> at, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania whatever the last one. 2000? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing got like 11 beers of just like constant every unprotected cookie sheet shots. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, we ran a little long here. Sorry to everyone who expects a two hour or less show. Um, maybe I'll be able to cut it down, but we'll see. Um, next week though, hopefully Joe will be back. Hopefully his AC will be fixed. Uh, it really sucks that it hasn't been fixed yet. Uh, but we will be talking the continued build towards SummerSlam, uh, the fallout from blood and guts. Um, we won't have the Cole MJF and FTR match done by then, but by the time next week's show comes out, it'll be done. Be one of those things. Um, and uh, I'm boycotting NXT, so I'm not talking about that next week. I'm not. Um, and we have Armageddon 2000, Chad. I'm really upset because I looked at a spoiler for how good the show was, and apparently it's a one-match show. Apparently everything else sucks except for the main event. That's whatever. Not I, and I've reviews. also the the thing that sucks is like I've watched the main event before, so I know who wins. I know the big spot. Everyone, I, I think everyone knows the big spot, but yeah. Either way. We're going to talk about it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to talk about how bad the rest of the show is. Yep. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Chad. We'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.